Talk Live. It's your show. You can bring up anything via the toll-free number 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. And it's Ian here with you. And Mark. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features are completely free. So enjoy those on us. And that is freetalklive.com. And we will go right into your phone calls here. Starting things out, JC is on the line in New Hampshire. JC, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark. Hello? Hello? JC in New Hampshire. Going once. JC in New Hampshire. JC! Yeah, Libertations from New Hampshire. We hear you, JC. What's on your mind? Sorry, guys. Uh, The line cut out there. Here you are. Go ahead. Yeah. I want to let you know that uh, Free Talk Live is only 39 votes ahead in Podcast Alley. <laughs> okay, well, that means we need uh, we need votes. I appreciate the, the heads up on that. And uh, in addition, I have moved to New Hampshire as part of the Free State Project on September 11th. And oh, wow. Since I've arrived, and I've arrived, more than four of my friends have said they want to join the Free State Project, too. So. Wow, that's great. Congratulations. Is this the first time you've called since you've been in New Hampshire? Yes, I've been uh, I've been without a phone for about two months. So where'd you end up? Hampton on the seacoast. Ah, and how are you enjoying yourself so far? W- wonderful. The the economy is good. I was able to get a job. My family's doing great. And, now, quick, uh, quick question before before you go on: uh, Were you able to get the job before you moved, or did you move and then get the job? Great question. You know what? I moved, and then I got a job. I saved up some money. I ha- took a leap of faith, and I have a job. A lot of people are concerned about that. I mean, they, they're they worried that they might not be able to get a job when they get here, and so they're very, very concerned with lining one up in advance. And as far as I'm, you know, if you can get a job in advance, then that's great. But it seems like there are more opportunities that open up to you when you're actually here and you can actually physically hit the streets and look around. Uh, did you try getting one before you came here or did that? You know what? I shopped for two months straight um, really hard. And you know what? There's nothing like actually being here. So mm-hmm. once I got here, that's when things actually started falling in place for me. And you, you just have to be here. So as long as you've got that buffer, you've got some cash saved up, something that where you can you can go and rent a place for a few months and still have enough to eat and make sure that you're all right, uh, you've got to have that kind of cash buffer to make sure you're okay, uh, you'll be all right, you'll find a job, you'll get settled in, and I think this is, this is great news. Congratulations uh, on Thank your you. move to New Hampshire. And, all and, you need is enough money to put down on a deposit um, on your apartment and enough money to last you for a month. You're in one of the best states, one of the best economies, and you will find something. And and you're also going to find that, uh, you know, the the free staters and the liberty activists up here are so welcoming and so helpful. In fact, I would say they're helpful to the point of uh, folly because sometimes people will – people could walk all over them because they're so helpful. Uh, but you can find people who are willing to rent a room out to you for very, very cheap in comparison to, to trying to get your own place all by yourself. Uh, I know that some of the, the uh, liberty activists are getting together to rent places together, sort of coordinating. Uh, so having the roommate factor is certainly helpful. But it probably makes sense to be able to go it alone as far as financially be able to go it alone. Uh, and if you can get roommates on top of that, then all the better. It'll just cushion you 
evermore. So, uh, of course, we're talking about the Free State Project, the activist movement to get as many liberty activists all to move here to New Hampshire and get active uh, in whatever way they feel is right. Uh, you can hear the evidence here on this show every single night. Uh, people like J.C., Put, uh, go ahead, going ahead and pulling up their lives from wherever it is that uh, they were coming from and moving here to New Hampshire. So since you've been here, uh, JC, have you managed to plug into any activism yet? No, no not yet, because, you know, I, I brought my wife. I needed to, sh- needed to show her that I was serious about setting up our life. So mm-hmm. I really haven't been able to play just yet, if you know what I mean. But, I uh, but I'm here. You know, that's yeah. the most important thing to be here. I agree. Absolutely. You've got to get settled, uh, get a few roots down, and uh, th- and there's a lot to do, man. I mean, as far as when you actually do decide to step into the uh, the activism world, it's, it's, there is quite a bit of uh, choice out there. And it, it, it's my understanding there's actually a lot going on over in the Seacoast region. At some point, uh, maybe tonight, maybe not, I, there's a guy that I want to get on the show to talk to who lives out your way. Uh, he was arrested apparently last weekend for well for disorderly conduct and we all know that the disorderly conduct charge is the charge that the cops use when they have nothing to arrest you on it's the favorite little catch-all yeah and they arrested this guy because he was doing outreach in a public place with a permit he was doing outreach that was intended to alert people to the corruption going on in the uh, the dover new hampshire police department and so apparently he'd been doing this uh, for a couple weeks in a row, and this time the police had had about enough. So they sent uh, one of their gangsters out and harassed this guy and then arrested him on disorderly conduct charges. So I've got his number. We're going to try to get him on the show. He said he's not sure how his, how his uh, VoIP line is. So we're not, we haven't really tested anything yet, but I'm going to try to call him in the second hour of the program. We'll see if we can get him on to talk about it. So there's lots going on, uh, not just in the realm of uh, politics, of course, but also uh, in civil disobedience. And I don't think this guy was intending to be disobedient. He was just out there doing an outreach table, and he got in trouble. So apparently talking about the cops out that way could get you into conflict with them. So, JC, uh, good to know that you're out there. Friends are coming up as well. Uh, I think that's exciting, and I'm glad to hear about it. Anything else on your mind tonight? Just good to be able to call you guys again. Keep up the good work. Congratulations, JC. Thank you for the call tonight. Appreciate it. 800-259-9231. The Free State Project is a movement to get 20,000 people um, signed up to move to uh, New Hampshire. and Nearly 9,000 have signed. Yeah, we're, we're at nearly 9,000. I think we're at 8,888, or we're darn close to that number. But it's a movement to get people to move here, whether it's 20,000, 30,000, or Understood, however many end the, up moving. The original stated purpose was to get 20,000 people to sign up to move yeah and you know it it could have gone faster it could it could be going faster and i think that uh, jc understands the way that it's going to get there by everybody who's a signer right now if they were to go out and get one more person boom you know we'd be we'd be right there um we'd be so close that it wouldn't it wouldn't matter so jc's got three or four friends that that may sign up maybe two of them actually will if everybody could go out and get two that's listening to the uh, sound of my solve voice solve the problem yep. immediately and it's you know it's not an easy task getting people to to uproot their lives and move for liberty. It really isn't. I've been engaging in some conversations over at Bureaucrash Social, and we'll be telling you a little bit more about that here in a bit. Uh, but been there have been some conversations, uh, some discussions about the Free State Project, and been asking what people's objections are. And 
One of the most common ones that just keeps coming up over and over again, besides the it's cold excuse, is, and the it's cold excuse doesn't fly with me. I'm a Florida native, all right? So don't give me the it's cold thing. If you've got a medical condition that reacts negatively to the cold, I would understand that. But just saying it's cold, not good enough. But there's that one, and then there's the excuse of, well, I just think it makes more sense to fight for liberty where I am. And you know what? Let us know how that's going for you. How's that going for you, fighting for liberty where you are? I, I think that uh, the reason that we're, you know, I mean, it, if you sound a little pompous about it, it's because you fought for liberty where you were. And it didn't go well. Um, you, you know, there's, you can get out there and do all the outreach you want, but libertarians appear to be far too, you know, spread far too thin in order to, to fight the advancement of government. And the purpose of the Free State Project is to concentrate them and to see how that goes. It seems like a no-brainer. It seems like this is obvious that this is the next logical step for this movement to take. I mean, the liberty movement has matured to the point where we... We have all kinds of books and publications and networks, and the the movement's fairly large, but it's spread thin. And if you've been active in it long enough, you should come to this conclusion that, hmm, seems like we're spinning our wheels a little bit here. We're very, very intelligent. We know what we're doing. We've got the moral position. It's correct. It's logical. And people get it when they're exposed to it appropriately, consistently, they get it, but there's that consistency factor that is hurting because there's just not as much concentration in any given area. We're changing that in New Hampshire, and I want to invite more people to get involved. More coming up. You take control. Bring up anything. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. It is your show. You can bring up whatever's on your mind via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line, and it's Ian here with you. And Mark. You can join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site are free, so enjoy those on us. They include the Shrine of Female listeners, dozens of ladies who have sent us their validated photo to prove they listen to the show. Just head over to shrine.freetalklive.com and see what it's all about. That, again, is shrine.freetalklive.com. And we were talking about the uh, Free State Project a few moments ago, as usual, um, because, well, we're participants in the Free State Project. We find it very, you know, I think it's the only hope for uh, liberty that America's got. I believe the it's the has. best hope. I, I, I mean, I, th- maybe there's another hope out there. I don't know what it is, but I believe the Free State Project is the best chance for liberty oh, in I'm, our life. I'm interested in anything anyone might have to say about uh, you know liberty starting elsewhere and what you know what's going on with right. that. But I, I mean, I like the liberty ship idea where everybody goes on a big ship and has freedom, but that's not really a reality yet. So let's talk about that when the time comes. Uh, but yeah, we're always we're always talking about the Free State Project because well, we're participants, we're early movers. We moved to New Hampshire like J.C. Uh, we just talked to a few moments ago. He's um, uprooted his life and has uh, has come here as did we back in 2006, and uh, we're here now. And I'm so glad that I'm so glad that I did. I, it's been been fantastic so far. And one of the biggest benefits to being involved in the Free State Project, to moving to New Hampshire for more liberty and getting active here, is that you're surrounded by like-minded people. You can associate with as many liberty-minded people as you want to, or as few as you want to. 
There are so many of them here. It's just incredible. And to get an idea for what it is I'm talking about, you can come up here and experience the Free State Project's Liberty Forum, where hundreds of those activists, some of whom have, uh, most of whom have already made the move, a number of whom are considering making the move, some of them who maybe just came across the idea for the first time, are all going to be gathering together in the Crown Plaza Hotel in Nashua, New Hampshire, for an entire weekend. It's from March 5th. Hundreds. Yes, from March 5th through the 8th. What was last year, like over 500 people turned out, I think? I couldn't tell you. Uh, There was a lot. And so March 5th through the 8th, all the details are at freestateproject.org slash libertyforum. You'll get to see the entire list of speakers that they have. There's a bunch of people, big liberty-oriented luminaries like uh, Mary Ruart, David Nolan, Glenn Jacobs, uh, Anthony Gregory, Will Buchanan, so many people that if you're plugged into the liberty movement, you've heard some of these names before and uh, you may, may have not ever had a chance to meet these people. This is a great opportunity to do that. It's a great opportunity to network with hundreds of like-minded people. It's an opportunity to come up and see New Hampshire when it's at its coldest uh, So and, and have a good time libating, socializing, uh, networking, just meeting some really interesting people. A lot of the people you hear calling this show are going to be at the New Hampshire Liberty Forum. A lot of those personalities that you've gotten used to listening to over the years on this program, you'll get to meet in person. Uh, so it's just a lot of fun. We're going to be broadcasting live the entire time from the palatial uh, studios that they have there <laughs> it's very nice at the Crown Plaza. So looking forward to that. Looking forward to seeing many of you, uh, many of you again and uh, many of you perhaps for the first time. So head over to freestateproject.org slash Liberty Forum. Get signed up. And use our discount code to save 10%, 2009 FTL. That's 2009 FTL to save 10%. But do it sooner rather than later because the early bird discount is going to go away at some point this month. I believe it's scheduled to go away on the 20th, but I have not double confirmed that. So sooner rather than later, freestateproject.org slash Liberty Forum. As we go to your phone calls, Ken is on the line in Colorado. Ken, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey, guys. Hey, what's on your mind Um, tonight? Well, I'm just wondering what you're going to do next about the racial slurs all over the Free Talk Live BBS, because when someone's doing what he can to, to discourage it, labeling him a shithead. Oh, you can't say it. that on the air. Thanks for the call. 800-259-9231. Can't tolerate uh, that, unfortunately. Still have uh, <laughs> rules to follow. What, he, Even though I, I broke them last night. Well, you did break them last night. And, and I went off the air for the of the show. You were a naughty boy. Uh, but what he's referring to is there's, I guess, ongoing controversy on the Free Talk Live BBS, and it has to do with uh, certain people breaking certain rules, and then there's this user category that we have uh, that is an S-head category for people that are have been breaking the rules, sort of like a, a little timeout zone, basically, where they still have the ability to continue to post, but in a very restricted manner on the Free Talk Live BBS. And so that particular caller is upset because he had been uh, given that particular category due to him uh, threatening some of the other users. Yeah, yeah I mean, you know, it, there, one of the there's only users. a few rules on the BBS, and uh, yeah. you know, basically we don't we don't tolerate uh, racial slurs except in this one particular area called the rubber room for trolls. And yeah. so if you want to talk that kind of smack, you can go in there, and anybody who goes in there can is you know who knows what you're going to find in there. It's not going to be nice. However, um, the one of the you know the hard fast rules for the whole BBS is no physical you know no no threats of physical violence. Uh, there was no vis- physical violent threat, but there was a th- what sounded pretty threatening, and so I elected to uh, go ahead and give him the S head category as a result of that. And you know if he cools down and everything chills out, then I'll remove that. 
So I guess he's upset enough to call into the show. I can tell you, the more that you complain about it, the less likely I am to do anything as far as changing. Well, I... <laughs> That's all. I, I don't know. Um, you know, I, I don't know about that. But however, the uh, the, the BBS, uh, you know, it, it's 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 wild and free there. Kids, play in your sandbox. Have a good time. Don't expect <laughs> us to, to intervene too much. Very, very minimal intervention uh, goes on at the Free Talk Live BBS at bbs.freetalklive.com. All right. So let's go to... The email box. Mark, you've got something to talk about here, right? I do. I have got an, an email for somebody asking about personal problems. It's uh, from uh, Mud. Hello, Mark. i got a personal problem that's really getting to me. I generally never ask anyone's opinion about anything. Ours is as good as anyone else's. <laughs> yeah, but that's, that's about as, as good as it is. And I hate having to ask for advice. You see, I'm a 26-year-old male who's only had... Two girlfriends in my life. Okay. You can appreciate that, right? I can. <laughs> my first girlfriend shouldn't even count because when I was dating her, she had a boyfriend in rehab the whole time we went out. Oh, um, dear. As soon as he got out uh, of the forced rehabilitation camp, she left me. Now I'm dating the girl of my dreams. Nice. A self-proclaimed libertarian lady in Atlanta. Hey, a, all right. A, a very rare disease indeed. Actually, it's a dream come true. The problem is that she had a traumatic childhood. Her hmm. father is in prison for drugs, nonviolent. Her stepfather, much worse, used to beat her and her mother. Oh, my. He's now in the loony bin. And every boyfriend she's ever had has treated her like garbage, likely because she's somehow sought out. For whatever reason, it, people... It just seems to happen that way. Yeah, people that are abused continue to kind of seek that same level of abuse throughout their lives. Even if they're not seeking it, that's what they end up with. And, I mean, I have to say that... I don't know. There's yeah. something going on at a level that they may not be co- consciously seeking it, like I want to get slapped around, but they end up in that position. Um, so she now considers every boy a threat. I really love this girl. And Including sa- him? Um, well, I don't know. She probably, to some extent, that's, that's really the point. Okay. I, I really love this girl, and she says she loves me, but she's afraid of being hurt again. She decided she wants to take our relationship back to the just dating level. This really hurts me because I want to progress the relationship. Any advice uh, that I, you can provide would be great. Thanks, Mud. You got, a, you got advice? I'm sorry. I was spaced out on the last sentence. He, okay. wants, he wants help with what? He wants, um, she wants to take the relationship back to the just li- dating level, and he wants oh, to progress see. it. Ah. So she's, she's, and obviously you're going to do whatever the one party wants. I mean, you, know, you can only progress a relationship mm-hmm. if two people are interested in. So Let's come back and discuss here in moments and take your calls as well. If you've got any advice for our anonymous emailer in Atlanta with the girlfriend issues, 800-259-9231. This is Free Talk Live. Our archives, website, and podcast will continue to stay free. But if you think other people deserve to hear this show, Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 a month at amp.freetalklive.com. Help free some minds. Visit amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. And it's Ian here with you. And Mark. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features, they're completely free. So enjoy those on us. Again, that is freetalklive.com, and the features include the bulletin board system, as we mentioned before. Uh, lots of controversy from time to time over there, but sometimes it's uh, it's fun, and uh, there are different things being discussed. So head over to bbs.freetalklive.com. Join the conversation there. And according to the Computer Privacy Handbook, Normal Internet Technology is the most comprehensive surveillance system ever invented. Put a stop to email snooping with an easy-to-use email alternative. 
privacyharbor.com because normal email is not secure. That's privacyharbor.com. So, Mark, you had an email come in uh, from a listener having a bit of a personal issue. That's correct. Apparently, his girlfriend, who is a, an avowed libertarian, which is a rarity, uh, is she's apparently a really great girl, uh, but she seems to be backing away from the relationship because she feels threatened by men. Is that right? Well, um, he doesn't. Fortunately, he doesn't go and uh, ascribe what she just says that uh, she consider uh, she considers boys a threat. And that's what he says, mm-hmm. and uh, she loves him, but she's afraid of being hurt again. So she's decided to take the relationship back to the just dating level. She was abused apparently as a kid by the stepdad, and, and then, of course uh, found uh, other guys later on to abuse her. More abusive guys, and how long? I did, I did not ascertain how long they had been together. Is I didn't. That, it, that, that has not been answered. No. It can't be too long because they're dating. Right, but apparently she's moving it back to the realm of dating, right? right. Like she wants. So they did some. Are they moved in together, and now she wants to move the, the, out? There's no, uh, no. Uh, you know, we're not no really information sure. about right, that. Okay, we're we're going on very limited info here, but he's asking what should be done, what his reaction should be to her wanting to kind of cool things down a little bit. He says, I really love this girl. She says she loves me. She's afraid of being hurt again. She decided she wants to take our relationship back to the just dating level. This really hurts me because I want to progress the relationship. Any advice you could provide would be great. What would you do, Mark? You've had a lot of girlfriends. <laughs> Which I don't know whether that's necessarily a, uh, <laughs> of, of much value. But uh, um, first off, you know, un- unfortunately, it sounds like she's damaged goods to some extent. Mm. And I'm not trying to be mean here, only trying to give advice. Um, uh, y- you'll. My advice is run away. Um, really? Yeah, run away quickly. You know, fo- but he's not going to follow my advice. I understand. I didn't follow my. He says this she's advice. a dream girl. Yep. Well, you know, no, she's not. If she was, she'd be wanting she'd to be progress. Yeah. Right. She'd be wanting to progress in this relationship. If she was a dream girl, she wouldn't be worrying about these. Um, you know. So you're you're saying don't even give her the chance to well, uh, cool down and maybe uh, get more interested. To- my my advice is to run away. However, he's had two girlfriends in the past, as revealed earlier in the, the letter. He's probably valued. I thought this, this one. was number two. This is okay. Um, uh, you're right. This is the second girlfriend ever. He values uh, the the companionship, as it were, yeah. uh, very highly. I'm sure he's not going to heed my advice on this one. That's the advice that that's the highest and best advice. The secondary advice to that is, um, look, I know you're not going to run run away, run away as quickly as you can. You're going to stick with it and try, and that's fine. Uh, secure your uh, wealth. As, as much as you can, uh, you know, don't uh, you know, don't go spending a whole bunch of money in the pursuit don't buy a of diamond, right? Things that like that. Don't don't do you know, don't spend a bunch bunch of money on this relationship because I, I think unfortunately she's going to have to work through her issues and part of the way that she's going to work through her issues is, you know, uh, hitting bottom. One of the ways she's going to hit bottom is by losing good guys. Mm-hmm. Um, so. You know, she's she's got her ro- um, road to go on, and, and I don't know whether that's, you know, in the long run going to intersect with you or not. But my my advice is she's kind of damaged goods, and you, I, I know that it hasn't been easy up to this point to get a girlfriend. I'm not saying it will be easy. I'm not taking you getting a girlfriend into the future into account on this advice. The, um, it's just that, you know, I... I that That's the advice. So, you know, run away. How, however, I know you won't, so, you know, keep... Keep your savings, uh, your savings. Don't don't go spending a bunch of money on this. And um, I, I would like to reveal a story that uh, sort of happened for, with me one time. Okay, well, hang on. Before you do that, okay. let me just throw my thoughts out here. Uh, I would suggest, and I, I love getting these phone calls instead of emails, because some, sometimes the emails, they just don't have the details that we really need to dig into this. 
Uh, I can't ask questions for clarification to really kind of understand what's you going on. You do love to clarify. Well, I, I like to understand what's happening. Uh, but based on the information that I've gotten, I wonder if he has laid out to her how he feels and has you know, maybe taken the position of, all right, that's fine. We can do what you want, but I just want to let you know how I feel and the direction that I want to go. And I'm wondering what's it going to take to get to get to the point where I am looking to be. I mean, are you wanting to spend a certain amount of time apart? Are you wanting to uh, j- j- have some space? You know, find out exactly what it is that she wants. Make it clear that you're willing to, uh, to, to play ball and to give that to her, but also making her aware of what your intentions are for the future and asking what the parameters are for her. You know, what, what's it going to take to get back to the point where we are today, or what's it going to take to move ahead with with this, you know, being closer and, and having more of a relationship? And I'm not saying it's never worked before, but I would say that uh, I want to take it just um, back to dating is kind of one of those buzzwords for I'm interested in somebody else. Um, Sounds like that might I, be possible. Right. I'm not just saying might. I'm not saying is. If you're dating, you're not necessarily in a relationship, right? Right. Usually, if they, dating if other they want to take it from uh, you know committed to uncommitted, there's a reason. That's just yeah. a, a usually that's a sometimes kind of kind of situation. Your story. Okay, so this is how to play mind games in the, uh, the 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 realm of dating and be somewhat successful. I had a girl that I was dating and uh, later beca- became my fiance. If uh, anybody wants to track who this might have been, um, <laughs> <laughs> who uh, you know relatively early on in the relationship. Uh, decided that she didn't want to date me anymore because, well, her reason was actually that I was pompous, but that comes later in the story. And she's right. I am arrogant. No problem. Um, the the fact is she wanted to, she had said something to the effect of, uh, you know, I, I, I asked her on a date, like she was being a little wishy-washy. So I said, so I asked her on a date specifically and didn't want to, um, you know, d- d- sort of find out what, where things are going. She said, well, I, there's something I want to talk to you about first, which I mean, she didn't say yes to a date. So she wants to talk to me. What does that sound like to you? Mm-hmm. Sounds like breakup time. So I never called her. I didn't, uh, you know, I, I didn't set an appointment to talk to her. I didn't call her. I just stopped communicating with her. Well, then she wants to, so she calls me up like a week later and she wants to talk. She wants to, you know, she wants her chance to break up with me face to face. And I'm like, well, what's the point? Uh, you, you wanted to break up with me. And she's like, well, yeah, but, uh, and I'm like, well, what do I need to go have that conversation for? What, what's the point of having the conversation? So, uh, long story short, essentially when uh, she had, you know, she didn't have the option of breaking up with me any longer, she sort of pursued me. <laughs> and, well, there you go. Uh, it's, hmm. it, you know, it's, the, it's called the takeaway clothes yeah. in sales. Oh, you don't think you want this? Well, you couldn't have it anyway. Didn't really need your business anyway. See, See you later. later. So, oh, it's sorry. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, that sales proposal I was uh, giving you, I guess, you know, everything's a limited time offer, right? Can't really give that to you now. Sorry. So then it, uh, you know, sort of creates in that person. But I wanted that. Yeah. They feel like they're losing something, sense of loss, uh, sense of urgency. Am I recommending this? I don't know. Um, it didn't go well for me. <laughs> by, by well, I mean I didn't. Uh, I did not end up marrying that girl, and you know we didn't spend a life together, and. You know, to to some extent, I I have negative feelings Isn't about she the a relationship. Lesbian now or something? Um, yeah, she's moved on. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so there you go. There's a few different options, and of course, if anybody wants to uh, to call in and give an answer for this young gentleman uh, as far as what they might do in his situation, certainly welcome to do so at 1-800-259-9231. We continue and talk to Dave, listening to WAIS in Athens, Ohio. Hello, Dave. 
I went to a meeting today. Okay. What kind of meeting? And I wanted me to correct you on something. The New Hampshire economy is in recovery right now. It's in, in recovery? recovery from what? Yeah. From a recession. Oh, well, uh, they they um, the only thing we've heard is uh, the MSNBC story that said that uh, the New Hampshire is, uh, you know, one of uh, you know has several of the cities in it that are considered recession proof, if there is such a thing. Um, in Ohio, we're in a recession. Yes. Okay. We projected by the next two years will be a 7.3 billion deficit. That doesn't sound good. They're going to be uh, probably um, begging the federal government for a bailout. I think over they are. 48 of the states are begging for a bailout, so look forward to that coming soon. And, uh, of course, that doesn't mean they're going to have a, uh, another deficit the next year. They probably will, and it'll probably be even yeah. bigger. Thanks for the call tonight, right, dude. Thanks. And more on the way. Your show, you take control. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show, and you can bring up whatever you want via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, and it is Ian here with you. And Mark. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. The features are free, so enjoy those on us. And if you like the show and you want to help support Free Talk Live, you can vote for us. Head over to vote.freetalklive.com. We need your votes every single month, but only once per month. Uh, in the t- uh, Podcast Alley Top 10 Voting Contest. Uh, typically, we do end up the month in first place, and we are in first place at the moment. However, our lead is tenuous. We've only got about, as uh, I think JC uh, suggested earlier this hour, 30-something, 30 uh, 39-ish votes uh, ahead at the moment. And we need to solidify our lead, so we need you, if you've yet to vote in this month of December, to please go to vote.freetalklive.com. Again, that's vote.freetalklive.com and cast your vote for the show. It takes you less than a minute. All you need is your email address, and it makes a big difference for us because being number one means more new people will find the show, discover the message of freedom and liberty. So if that's valuable to you and you want to help us out, go to vote.freetalklive.com as we go to your phone calls and talk to David in New York. David, you're on Free Talk Live. Evening. Hey, what's on your mind tonight? I would like to rehash the fiat money debate by reading an article out of the Chicago Tribune. Okay. You can read a part of the article. I'm not sure how long it's this thing is. It's not too long. Okay, go ahead. All right. Residents from Milwaukee neighborhoods of River West and East Side are scheduled to meet Wednesday to discuss printing their own money. The idea is that local cash could be used at neighborhood stores and businesses, thus encouraging local spending. The result, supporters hope, would be bustling local economy, even as the rest of the nation deals with a recession. In quotes, You have all the people who have local currency, and they're going to spend it at local stores, said Sura something-something, a community organizer who is helping spearhead the plan. They can't spend it at Walmart or the Home Depot, but they can spend it at their local hardware store, excuse me, or their local grocery store. Incentives could be to entice consumers into using the new money. For example, perhaps they could trade 100 U.S. dollars for $110 in local currency, essentially lending them a 10% discount at participating stores. Makes sense. Uh, It's not a new concept. Experts estimate that there are at least 2,000 local currencies all over the world, but it is a practice that tends to burgeon during uh, economic downturns. During the Great Depression, scores of communities relied on their own currencies, and it's completely legal. So uh, it's not going to be backed by anything. It's just they're going to be printing their own paper money, right? Well, 
by the way, I'm reading the article. I guess you would trade uh, Federal Reserve notes for the local money, and they'd give you um, 10% incentive to do it. Right. And that the whole idea is that the money would stay local. So it's kind of confusing as to the details of how they would, you know, how these businesses would be able to replenish their stock if they're That's not a good point. Federal Reserve notes. But it's just another uh, another thing to show where I'm coming from with uh, the fiat money currency. Well, um, likely they're uh, you know going to do something like uh, you know the, the, there'll be some central organization that takes these back, then gives the businesses some uh, Federal Reserve notes, probably at a discount there too, and they're, they get them coming and going um, on this particular one. I am kind of curious as to what a local grocery store is. Uh, they, they use the terminology local grocery store. If they're talking about a grocery store, then uh, they could be talking about anything, including uh, you know like there's there's one here called Hannaford's, which uh, is called That's S- not local Sweet Bay uh, down. You know what might work. What might work, though, is if these local businesses can pay their local taxes with this currency. That might work. And they could keep all the fiat uh, Federal Reserve notes that come in for replenishing their stock. This isn't the government, though, that's planning this, though, is it? No, it's at uh, local community leaders. Hmm. So it could be the government. I don't know. Oh, they might be able to pay their employees in, uh, in, in them somewhat, and uh, you know, therefore the employees could get a discount on them, and you know that kind of thing. Um, and and ba- basically, what these are is discounted uh, Federal Reserve notes in in the sense that they're based on the dollar and all that stuff. But uh, I'm, what I'm curious of is is that uh, what is a local grocery store? And obviously, you don't know the answer to this. But no. uh, I'm, I'm, what I'm talking about here is they they oftentimes will take what they what is a, na- a multinational corporation or a national or a regional corporation um, in the form of a grocery store and call it local when it's not um, any more local than Walmart, which they specifically pointed out was not a yep. local store. Um, in, uh, here in Rochester, New York, we have a, a local grocery store called Wegmans, and it's been around for 50-plus years. So I'm sure that's not true across the board. When I lived in Bradenton, Florida, I mean, there was nothing local there. So Yeah, I don't, I, you know, I don't really remember anything there either. You could call Winn-Dixie. It's probably about as local as it gets. It's a, more it's a regional, regional chain. So is uh, Publix, another yeah. regional chain. So what? Yeah, how do you define local? Is it only right. what's within I, a certain right? Uh, and that's sort of a side small track. area. But I understand what you're saying about other fiat currencies. I, I get that. I just that um, you know that fiat currency is based on the Federal Reserve note, which is um, you know in this particular instance, it's it's not a a, a particularly good example of uh, what you've talked no. about in the past, which is an independent fiat currency. But it's an Actually, interesting concept. I, I elaborated more on the BBS. I, I encapsulated this article in another article on the BBS. So if Very anybody's good. interested, they can check they can that out. Check that out, David. Thanks for the call tonight. Appreciate You're you bringing welcome. that up. It's something to keep an eye on to see how successful they are uh, with this. Decentralized fiat currencies, I think, are better than than a centralized fiat currency. I'm absolutely with them on that. I do, however, think that uh, fiat currencies have some uh, intrinsic flaws in them. I uh, disagree with his point that if banks uh, uh, you know, banks lend gold on interest that banks will always uh, end up with all the money simply because what banks are doing when you deposit gold, if if we're talking about that, or silver or whatever um, kind of precious metal or w- whatever currency the, the world is taking in mm-hmm. the absence of a fiat currency, um, they're just, you know, they're holding your money for you. They're providing a service that they get paid for. So they would be no more likely to get all the gold than any other uh, company that provided a service. We continue here. Well, uh, if if somebody's in that uh, particular area that's going to be introducing that fiat currency, and they want to keep us informed as to how that actually goes, as to whether or not it's success, uh, success do people accept it? Are people uh, using it? 
Is it working out? I, I don't know. It's going to be interesting to see what happens. Uh, so 800-259-9231. Let's talk to Don, who's listening in New York. Don, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey, Ian and Mark. Hey, Don, what's on your mind tonight? Um, two things. The other day, a couple, two episodes ago, you guys were uh, talking about uh, the court systems and mm-hmm. how it might evolve in the free market. Yes. And have answered about a few different options. Uh, one thing you didn't throw out there, which I was kind of surprised about, it, I have heard you guys mention before that our court system used to be a uh, public court, correct? Or a private court, excuse me. I don't know about that. What does that mean, a private well, court? Well, meaning that it wasn't the state, you didn't have the state judge. It was, it was truly a private court. The state didn't control everything from the, the prosecutor to the defense to the judge. Is that true or not? I've true? never heard uh, such a thing. I mean, I don't know if it's true or not. I, I, I don't I know. you guys had mentioned before that we've, we've kind of evolved from a private legal court system. I to don't believe a, uh, that to be the case. I don't. Okay. I, I'd never. If I've suggested that, it was an accident because I've never. Well, why don't we consider making the, pri- the court itself and, as opposed to the prisons and, and the prison themselves, both of them, being private now when someone is harmed only when someone is harmed physically or property can a, a true crime be committed yes would but would your would your proposal be that the court be private but still a monopoly or would there be an opening to competition in the marketplace there would be an it would be it would be in the marketplace in other words the marketplace you know it, it would be uh yeah Okay, well, then we're talking about market justice. You're talking about them, though, working underneath some sort of governmental apparatus like these... No, uh, I'm I'm talking about, let's say, in in, in any given state. Let's say, at this point, we've gotten rid of the federal government, and and the only thing that really exists anymore are localized governments and or state governments. Within that given place, the people would choose to elect judges. Only only through, through, you know, general election could judges be appointed. Same might apply with the attorneys and whatnot, so that people who who are in that local area feel like you've got fair representation throughout the court system. So you're talking about some sort of private system where people are electing judges? Where people would elect the judges, appoint the uh, uh, Uh. attorneys and whatnot as well, would would have to go through an approval process of the people in whatever state, city, Mm. um, It still sounds like a mixed system. I mean, I don't know. It might have better luck than what we currently have today, but it still sounds like a mixed governmental system uh, because then you're still still, reverting to the democratic process as opposed to the marketplace. Uh, Ideally, I mean, um, I consider tribal justice. Um, would be the, the most ideal. Uh, you know, don't you see uh, real-world examples where these small tribal areas, the tribal elders get together and decide what the per- the punishment is, and the, the mm-hmm. person who was harmed is always restored in that in that instance. I like uh, the market vision that they uh, pro- uh, that they proclaim in the Market for Liberty, where uh, essentially you would just have market providers of uh, arbitration, and then the people that um, that were to be going to those arbitrators would select the arbitrators based on a variety of factors, who's the most efficient or uh, most reasonable and, and that sort of thing. Whereas when you're dealing with uh, public elections, you know, then it's still the deck is stacked, it's still majority rule, as opposed to the marketplace where each uh, client can essentially get the best, uh, the best pick for their money. And that's my basic, my basic answer in a short period of time. And I thank you for the call tonight, 800-259-9231. That said, his system might be better than what we currently have. I mean, I'd, I guess I'd rather see an elected judge than an appointed judge. They seem to be a little bit more a lot of judges responsible. Are elected. More on the way. You take control. Hour two's coming up. This is Free Talk Live. Hey, podcast listeners. 
I've been working with a couple of advertisers who have concerns about the ages of our podcast listenership. Generally, the younger the person, the more likely they are to fill out a survey. We need to counteract this trend. Please, take a moment to go to survey.freetalklive.com and let us know your age and sex. That's survey.freetalklive.com, especially if you're over 25. This is Free Talk Live. We are launching into hour number two of the program. You can take control of the airwaves via the toll-free number, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, and it's Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. The features on the site are free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that's freetalklive.com. So we're going to go to a story here from the... Atlantic Journal, something or other, AJC.com, Gwinnett County. This is uh, in Georgia, Georgia. Atlanta area. Yeah, near Atlanta. While neighboring counties encourage recycling, Gwinnett County's new solid waste management ordinance puts teeth into it. The ordinance provides for a civil fine of $500 for violations, which includes those who fail to source separate residential recovered materials, whatever that means. Mandatory recycling is not common in Metro Atlanta, but Gwinnett County Commission Chairman So-and-So Bannister says the move is in line with a state policy that local governments develop plans to reduce solid waste by 25%. Bannister said we want to save landfills as long as we can. Nobody wants to open up a new landfill. Well, why not? What's the problem with that? It's a business, you know? I mean, somebody's going to make money on that landfill. What's the problem with that? I don't know. It must be bad uh, politically to open up a new landfill. People don't like the idea of landfills, that's for sure. I don't know. One thing that they don't mention is uh, so often, so much of the garbage that gets thrown away could be better for the environment by incineration. And they really? would just never say that because you Why? know inc- because of this whole uh, you know carbon thing that the idea that anything combusted is bad for the environment is you know it's it's just not so. I've hmm. read an article somewhere that uh, baby diapers are better burned than put in landfills. No kidding. Well, you know if the marketplace was really in uh, charge of waste disposal and it's not, but if it really was, then the market would do whatever is most efficient. Uh, the marketplace would do whatever is most cost effective. Yeah, so, cost-effective. I mean, uh, I don't know that they necessarily would be uh, encouraged to do what is uh, best for the environment, and that's the biggest concern that most of the greenies out there have with uh, the free market is that you know wh- what might not be best for the environment um, might be the cheapest thing to do, and that's what uh, you know organizations like that would do. However, if your property is damaged or your health in, is in some way uh, damaged by the, someone's disposal of uh, refuse in, an, in a uh, you know in a poor manner. Well, you have case a case against them. You have uh, yeah, you know, and then it's not you have be cause cheap. against them in, in court, and then they have a huge incentive to do whatever is best for the environment. Right. So, so because of the fact that they would be exposed to lawsuits, they already have that incentive to be cautious about how they dispose of things and and how things are taken care of. Uh, but anyway, the, the story here is that the $500 is what people will be facing if they don't play by their little recycling rules. And so the bureaucrat says here that uh, they don't want to open up a new landfill, and we don't intend for this to be the garbage Gestapo running around looking in people's garbage about what's there and what's not there, said the executive director of Gwinnett Clean and Beautiful, which is administering the waste disposal program. I believe the fine applies to all categories, and certainly if we saw excessive abuses of materials being thrown in the garbage, 
The big concern is, she says, uh, mixing garbage in the recycling container. She says it causes contamination and it ends it up going contaminates to, the the recycling. <laughs> it ends up going to a landfill anyway. Uh, so she's saying, oh, it's not going to be the garbage Gestapo. Uh, the fines only going to apply. It's going to apply to all categories, whatever that means. And if we saw excessive abuses, they would uh, give out the fine. But I don't think she's going to be the person who's going to be uh, driving around right. doing this. Somebody's going to be put in in charge of administering this little program, and that person's going to be incentivized to be the garbage dist- this, uh, Gestapo. So five hundred dollars is uh, what residents are facing here, and it, it yep. seems a little. Steep. Don't you think it's an e- interesting way for the uh, the the town the county uh, to uh, raise funds? Hey, they could just go ahead and give out these five hundred dollar fines, and then well, it's it's like a little extra bonus for the county. We need it. Right now, if you choose not to recycle, you can damn well better believe you're probably going to get one of these fines. If you're just deciding that, no, you don't believe in recycling, maybe you've watched Penn and Teller's BS and watched the recycling episode, which is a real eye-opener, by the way. It's it's a little on the old side. There's um, Some of the re- recycling technology has increased since oh, then. Oh, really? Um, there's, a, there's a new article in Popular Mechanics, which basically says that it's a wash um, in, in a lot of cases. Uh, obviously, metals... Metals are a great thing to recycle, but you know, not much, not much not better so much for the environment. Plastic. Yeah, you'd got to drive that uh, paper and plastic all around. Apparently, with paper, uh, China's buying it, so there's a, uh, you know, there, there's a, you know, need for for the uh, the bulk material, and they're figuring mm. out things to do with the plastics. Apparently, some uh, fleece stuff is made out of plastics and and furniture and things like that that they're managing to do. So, uh, fabrics. But just because they can do things doesn't mean that it's more efficient to do them that way. It doesn't mean that it's necessarily better to do them that way. You're saying it's well, they're finding it's a wash because uh, the government has uh, put 30 years of inefficiency into making it, uh, you know. Building an industry, some enterprising folks are saying, "Huh, I can get some materials cheaply this way." So now it's beginning to, uh, you know, get some legs, according to the Popular Mechanics article. You know, obviously everything that's put out by uh, the governments is going to be pro-recycling because recycling's this big thing for them. But it just goes to yeah. show how difficult it is to get something like this up and running. I totally do not want recycling back in my life. Uh, I. I'm not interested in participating in it. I don't have. I don't want to. I don't want to uh, allocate the room to have bins in my house. I don't, I don't want to have two more trash cans in which to sep. I don't want to spend the time to separate things. And I know you're saying that things are a little bit better these days, but uh, basically, according to what I understood, is that most things it's not worth recycling, with the exception of aluminum cans. As far as the standard recyclables, most people don't have sheet metal that they're recycling on a on a regular basis. So, I mean, as far as the average things that most households are throwing out, aluminum cans, what I understand to be the most useful thing to recycle, and the others are all just – it's a big waste of effort. Uh, it's a big waste of energy to try to – for instance, to bleach the paper and to do the things they need to do, the, the plastic to make it usable again, as opposed to just I'm skeptical of a, a lot of the stuff, that, a lot of the pro uh, recycling stuff I've seen. Very skeptical of this this information. So, uh, you know, to me, I prefer to just throw things out and let, it, I do. and let it decay and return to the earth. So I'm very pleased that we don't have to deal with that stuff here, at least in this area of New Hampshire. I know that, from what I understand, there are some places in New Hampshire where recycling is apparently mandatory. 
Uh, but around here, it's not. And that's one of the things I like about being here because I don't want to be going up against uh, the state on a recycling issue. You, I mean, if you thought the couch was a bad issue, can you imagine taking on a recycling issue, you no. versus the state? I mean, everybody has been so indoctrin- indoctrinated to believe in this recycling story that it would be very, very, uh, it would be quite a difficult issue. You'd be Satan. Yeah, yeah as far as the PR, uh, the PR then I'd goes. be destroying the earth instead of my neighbor's property values, right? Right. <laughs> Let's go to your phone calls about whatever you want. Anthony in Illinois, you're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Anthony. Anthony in Illinois going once. Anthony in Illinois. Hello. Hi. Hey, you're on the air. Anthony. Yes, sir. Hi, thank you. Um, this is with regard, I want to ask you about uh, the um, the disclosure of Obama's original birth certificate, how that uh, uh, went with the Supreme Court today. Hell if I know. Who cares? Uh, <laughs> well, I think it's interesting. I don't know why you always, whenever anybody brings this up, it's like, who cares? Who cares? I, I understand that. Whether it's Obama or Hillary or McCain, they're all the same to me. I don't care. It's going to be the, Joe Biden, just so you know. Whatever. Just try to stay plugged well, in here. Uh, this gentleman, Leo D'Onofrio, he uh, basically brought a complaint, and this is in, uh, um, over there in uh, New Jersey, I believe, where the uh, socialist candidate got on the ballot, and he was a citizen of uh, Nicaragua. He was not even an American, and yet he got on the ballot of the Socialist Workers' Party and on Indian, uh, here in this last uh, uh, presidential election. And that's why it's gone. Be- Hello? I'm right. We're right here. Yeah. That's why it's gone before the. Uh, uh, um, this is why Mr. Don Frio's uh, um, uh, um, lawsuit has gone before the Supreme Court. And this is. Uh, um, in, in questioning or to, to validate whether Obama himself is a uh, 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 an American, you know, natural-born American citizen and not uh, born in Kenya or, or or born anywhere else outside of the uh, uh, you know territory or outside of the United States. It's hard and, for me uh, to get excited about. I this. don't think we're going to get Obama's birth certificate at this point. He's just too powerful of a man, you it's, know. It seems like if it, if, if, if assuming he's not the uh, the the you know natural-born citizen that he's supposed to be. This is just such political trivia to me. I mean, it really doesn't make any difference in the long run. Even if they all of a sudden throw Obama out and he never even makes it into office, as you say, Mark, Joe Biden will just roll right in there. They'll appoint somebody else to the vice presidency, and things will go ahead as planned. I mean, they're going to go ahead with the national service I think it's program. interesting, personally. It's, yeah, it's um, interesting well, from a um, trivial perspective. Okay. Gentlemen? Yes, sir? Although the Hawaiian officials have vouched for Obama's birth certificate as being true and genuine and, and authentic and valid, that does not in and of itself make... More no on the difference. way. Hang on. It's Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show. You can bring up anything by dialing the toll-free number at 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line, and it's Ian here with you. And Mark. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site are completely free, so enjoy those on us. And if you uh, want to help support the show, you can become a Free Talk Live amplifier by going to amp.freetalklive.com. Get signed up for as little as 3 bucks a month. We take that money in, reinvest it into the show, getting on more radio stations around the country and bringing new Internet listeners on board as well, introducing more new people to the message of freedom and liberty. Head over to amp.freetalklive.com. You get perks, too, like access to the... AMP-only call-in lines, chat room, forum, and more. All the details are there waiting for you at amp.freetalklive.com. We go back to uh, Anthony in Illinois. Uh, Anthony, you're trying to wrap up a point about this yes. controversy um, that some people seem to care about <clears throat> as to whether or not well, Obama is a uh, an American citizen, meaning he was born uh, on a specific plot of land, and people are trying to ascertain uh, where he was born. So you're, you're saying something about Hawaii? 
Yeah, what well, see, it bothers me. This is what really bothers me. This helps me to no end. Is that although the officials in, in Hawaii have vouched, they never have reproduced his original birth certificate. They vouched that uh, that his uh, birth certificate is genuine and true and authentic and so on and so forth. But that does not just because they vouch for it for it does not necessarily in and of itself make the birth certificate that he has hold away. He's got it locked up. He's got it stashed away in a state vault somewhere. Okay. Uh, it does not make that, that, that birth certificate that he's got stashed away any more valid or genuine unless it is released for public and professional authentication and viewing before Mr. Obama is elected by the United States uh, Electoral College. Now, what if, uh, what, if he, what if the birth certificate just doesn't exist? They can't put their hands on it. If it doesn't exist, then they, they, they cannot proceed with uh, having him elected at the Electoral College and him, him even being sworn in. Now, uh, really, oh, wait, 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 before you get all whipped up here, don't you think a man in America is innocent until proven guilty? Shouldn't they actually Ooh. have to prove that Obama is not an American citizen, mm. not him have to prove that he is? Well, see, okay, they have to prove that he is, but see, he has not proven that he is. And Why? Uh, why, why does he have to? I mean, he well, says he is, but you would have to prove that he isn't, right? True, true. And the very fact that he has spent over $800,000 in legal fees and funds to deny that his locked in a state vault birth certificate, you know, is, 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 is kept from public scrutiny and authentication. Disturbing. enough to me that Abs- he's hiding something. Yeah, I, I agree that I, I think it's disturbing. I think that uh, something's That's being... That's a million dollars. Something's being hidden it. here. Absolutely. I believe something's being hidden here. I don't understand why it's being hidden. Mm-hmm. I went online. I searched for this. There's some kind of... He had on his site some kind of weird thing that looked kind of like a birth certificate, but not like mine. It looked more like a an award that you might give a kid for best puzzle maker or something like <laughs> That. It was very. Thank you. Was, I mean, here I but, voted for him. Here I supported him. Here I, when I went to this website, I was going to defend his birth certificate, and then I find out that he's got it blacked out, the serial number or the uh, uh, documentation number. He's got it uh, a black strip over it, and then and then he doesn't even have a state seal on it to show the date, and it looks so doctored up. I'm saying it looks so phony. I'm going like, whoa, 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 wait, wait, what? what? And then when I further investigated, went you know deep and further, and I'm hearing that. Well, his grandmother, his, his Kenyan grandmother, says she actually witnessed his birth in Kenya. You know, I've actually come up, I, now I've determined why this is interesting. And I thank you for the call tonight. I appreciate hearing from you. But at the beginning of the call, I didn't think this was interesting because it seems like political trivia, and I believe still that it is. But I found an interesting side note. Yeah. This is more evidence, Mark. That there is no grand global conspiracy, that the Bilderbergers are really not as powerful as the conspiracy theorists would have you, have you believe. That's because very they can't even, I mean, if it's true. Produce a fake birth Right, if it's true, I mean, look, we get these conspiracy fringers calling the show from time to time saying that they're, they're the Bilderbergers and the, the, the Rothschilds and they're taking over the world and they're meeting secretly and uh, they want to exterminate 80% of the population and they control everything. You know, this sort of mentality of, okay, the politicians are puppets, right? We've heard this a lot of times. The politicians are just puppets for the world elite. The world elite's up there pulling the strings. They're telling them what to do. They're just following orders. As though the world elite wouldn't want to be the politicians themselves. They're putting into the, uh, the, you know, into plan this new world order, et cetera, et cetera. They're so powerful. They're so controlling. Well, if that's true, why can't they manufacture a flippin' birth certificate? 
I mean, this isn't that hard. You go and I mean, if you're a if you're the Bilderbergers or the Rothschilds, it shouldn't be hard for you to go down to the office where they have these things, grab one from one of the files, and fill it out, and maybe uh, send it to one of your experts to make it look a little old, yeah, or something like that. I mean, how hard could this really be? We're talking about a piece of paper with a limited amount of anti counterfeiting things. I mean, maybe there's some micro printing on there, but this these are you things think that are not on, on a man's forty year old birth certificate that there's micro printing. I don't think so. Good point. Good point. This is pretty old stuff. Uh, I'm just trying to say that I mean, whatever's on there, even if it's micro printing, whatever's on there, it's no, it should be no obstacle for these rich, wealthy uh, elites, right? I mean, uh, buy whatever sort of printing press you need to fake a birth certificate. It doesn't. It, I, I have to agree. So I mean, more obviously, evidence. obviously, uh, you know, if 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 the if the Bilderbergers can't be very good, they're running a pretty uh, a slipshod operation. Yeah. If they can't come up with a fake uh, birth certificate for uh, you know their 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 new skull and yeah. skull and bones appointee. So just as far as I'm concerned, this is just another nail in the conspiracy fringer coffin. As far as I'm concerned on this issue, your thoughts at 800-259-9231. But otherwise, I still think it's political trivia. It doesn't really matter. Even if Obama is disqualified, the country will still continue devolving into a tyrannical despotism. I think it's interesting because um, politics is reward your friends, punish your enemies. And the fact is, Obama's birth certificate is never going to be produced. Um, you're just not going to get it out of there. And if and if it is, it's going to be some kind of new copy of because uh, the old one's not the old one's not coming out. It's just not not coming out people they're not gonna mm-hmm. get it so it, it's proof that politicians you know that the the, the the group the in group is going to keep the out group out and you if you're listening to my voice right now <laughs> you're on are the, the out group <laughs> supporting these people is of no use to you yeah because they're going to do what they want to do and if it and if it costs you your livelihood your life your family whatever it they doesn't matter they don't care it's not their life Let's go to your phone calls. Dan is on the line in Texas. Dan, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark. Hey, guys. Hey, Dan. What's on your mind? Well, I, I don't want to bring up the whole uh, the whole uh, intellectual property thing again, except for to give you two examples <laughs> of, of how it works outside of the system. Okay. All right. Um, uh, some friends of mine have a company, and they manufacture um, upgrades for the AR-15 platform rifles. Okay. They have not bothered to apply for patents in the last um, 10 years they've been doing this. A very successful business, by the way. Okay. Simply because they own the machines that make the parts. Um, people cannot steal their ideas and compete with them just for the simple fact of uh, they can't do it uh, monetarily. It doesn't make sense. So in the, in the past 10 years where they've been on the market and have had great success and everybody knows who they are, if you're in the AR platform of rifles, you know exactly who I'm talking about. They make sight pins and whatnot, and uh, they maintain that simply because no one can compete with them on a uh, on a financial basis. So uh, it, it's evidence that you can operate and, and have great ideas and not uh, need intellectual property. I guess I don't understand. I want to ask a question for clarification here, so hang on. I'm going to sure. bring it back. Why is it someone can't compete on a financial basis? There's always somebody out there with some money, so I want to get more details on that. And if if it's a profitable business, certainly there's a competitor out there that would like to do the same thing and take some market share. So why is it impossible? 800-259-9231. We'll find out in moments. Take your calls as well. Free Talk Live. With your help, we can spread the message of liberty around the world. Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 a month now at amp.freetalklive.com. If you can't afford it, keep enjoying us for free. If you can spare the three, visit amp.freetalklive.com. 
Free Talk Live. The toll-free number is available for you to take control of the airwaves and bring up anything at 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line, and it's Ian here with you. And Mark. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features are free, so enjoy those on us, including live streams, broadband version of the show, dial-up version, and a webcam, all free for you at listen.freetalklive.com. That's listen.freetalklive.com. Uh, Free Talk Live is brought to you by SACL CAI. SACL CAI is a uh, collections company that does, well, all the collections stuff out there. They do collections, early out billing, and they purchase charged-off receivables. They're also highly active in the liberty movement. Not only do they sponsor Free Talk Live, but they sponsor uh, Barry Cooper's Never Get Busted. I believe it's nevergetbusted.com, and they just did a big, huge event where they uh, busted some corrupt cops down in Odessa, Texas. Um, That's right. You can go to nevergetbusted.com, check that out, and it's uh, and SACL C- It's all all brought to you by SACL CAI. It's actually my understanding that Jason. SACL uh, was not sponsoring the cop busters, but oh, he was involved as was, a crew member. Oh, I see. But he has helped out Barry But Cooper he, he sponsored with, their Never Get Rated. He uh, did sponsor Never Get Rated, and uh, he's definitely behind Barry Cooper. Involved in some way. Yeah. SACL, C-A-I, Jason Osborne. All right. We continue. Dan in Texas, uh, back on the line with us. You were giving us an example of some friends of yours that are running a business that involves custom parts for AR-15 rifles, at least as I understood it. And you were giving us this, this example because you're saying that it's a business that they've been made ver- they've made very profitable and that they've never gotten a patent on any one of their products that they sell, and you believe that that's because, the, for whatever reason, the cost of entry is too high for competitors? Did I understand you correctly? That is correct. Why would, uh, it, why would it be that a competitor would not be able to get into this business? I don't understand that. A lot of people have a lot of money out there. and It's not that they can't. It's that the, the numbers don't add up. The, the thing is, it was an existing machine shop. They already owned every piece of equipment. Mm-hmm. To to e- even even to hire somebody to make these parts, the the margin is just not there uh, unless you own the equipment to to really compete with them on a, any kind of real level. So the margins, uh, is the the profit margins to the to, to selling these things isn't worth building the machine. It's not worth setting a, a company up around unless you already had a machine shop. See, they it's a machine shop that does other things as well. Gotcha. So and, other people uh, have machine shops. I mean, they could very easily get into this business. Yeah, why couldn't? Here's right, yes. But the name, the name is so out there that if if the, the firearms community is a pretty small place as far as business owners, mm-hmm. and if you were to try to copy them, you would face all kinds of of fallout from from being that jerk that's copying the other company. So the so the buyers in the marketplace would have a loyalty to the original creator of the product is what you're saying. In addition to other, the other reasons, yes, that would be definitely be a, a factor in that. Now, um you called about intellectual property, so I'm going to ask you an intellectual property question. Why can't I patent whatever it is that they're making and then and sue them? And then sue them and uh, you know, get some kind of settlement out of them. I have no idea how to answer that question. I would imagine okay. that may be a possibility, but for whatever reason, it hasn't happened, and they're not scared of it. I'll answer it as best as I um, as best I can. Okay. The answer I th- I think is is that there's something called a common law patent or common law copyright. These kind of things out there, and if you can prove that you were doing it before I put the patent, you know, on it, then in they fact, can probably do that. Yeah, yeah, um, that th- sounds reasonable. But uh, you know, at the same time. There's uh, there would be attorneys' costs if it was a big company. They would have to hire attorneys to protect themselves. However, a little company might just be able to go in and say, uh, "Look, Your Honor, this is frivolous. Uh, here's a piece of paper well, no, proven." 
Yeah. Yeah. Very good. And I also have another yeah. another um, example of yes, sir. Whenever you start talking a little bit different, but when you know, when you start talking about a stateless society, everyone says, "Well, who's going to build the roads?" Right. That's something that people say. I, right. Well, I I put myself through college as an aircraft mechanic at a private airport. And I would say aviation could be a little more complicated than driving down the road, wouldn't you say? At this current point in time, it is, yes. Right. And uh, th- this airport was a public airport, uh, publicly used, but it was privately owned. Mm-hmm. Uh, we performed maintenance. Uh, we rented aircraft. We had instructors. We had fuel cells, jet fuel, and uh, and gasoline, you know, avgas, and uh, you know, had all manner of aircraft come through there. And every single penny of, of that operation was privately funded. And every employee, employee was a private employee, and um, we had a fantastic safety record. And despite the owner being not the best businessman in the world, uh, it prospered quite a bit. And you bring that up in regards to roads. I'm not sure what your connection is. Well, there. It's, you know, people people claim they get all scared when you say a stateless society can't provide things like roads. And, and here I'm talking about uh, you know aviation. We're talking about pieces of metal flying through the air with people. Mm-hmm. And and that was accomplished yeah. without the the aid of of a, you know I, I'm saying is if we can do that roads good won't point be any yeah harder, laying down you know. concrete or laying down asphalt isn't the most complicated of uh, endeavors I right. think if we were to go to a stateless society or a, or a far 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 less regulated uh, society and we had to rely on uh, you know roads and things like that I think you're talking about an antiquated technology that really doesn't uh, um, fit into the picture the vast majority sure. of people who are traveling down the road are not transporting goods from one place to another they're transporting bodies from one mm-hmm. place to another and for That's that a whole you can do can of worms you're opening up there <laughs> yeah i know but i i think you're talking flying cars man i think you're talking uh, gyrocopters oh, yeah. i think you're talking uh, you know when when you don't have the faa saying well this person can't fly and that person can't fly um, then then what you'll see is you'll see people able to you know um, um, compete in the arena of Call it what you want—a flying car, something that's easier for the average individual to uh, you know, direct. It couldn't be to, that hard to, to drive have. than. Listen, it, I, I've been in the industry, and, and my father has been an aviation mechanic since he graduated high school. And let me tell you what—the the, the, the amount of technology that general aviation, i.e., not commercial—we're talking about the little airplanes that people fly for fun. Mm-hmm. We're talking 1930s technology simply because it is way too expensive to invent anything new in the area of general aviation. It just doesn't happen. Well, it's because there's so few uh, there's so few consumers. I mean, the the people that are out there doing general aviation is is very very small compared to the amount of people out there driving around in cars. If right. the people driving around in cars were all of a sudden potential clients for uh, for flying car manufacturers, you can better believe that the research and development would be done in order to make sure that the flying cars were safe, easy to use, simple, uh, perhaps even satellite guided or something like that, GPS guided, uh, you know, to where you could just punch in your location on the GPS. And then, right. This is well, you're talking chicken and egg because um, you know there may be a great market for it, but we'll never know because you, you can't afford to do anything with it. Well, that's not it, true. You're shut uh, out. Well, you can't you can't do anything because the FAA is in in, in the right. way. If the FAA got out of the way, you'd have Mahler Skycar, you'd have various other entities that would be sure. uh, putting the money up because the people that would be taking the the, the people that would be uh, the money men behind these businesses would see the potential for tremendous profits and they would take the risk and they would put that money up and they'd uh, you know put it on the line. When, that's how all businesses. Uh, 
uh, that, that have been successful have uh, have happened. People put their assets on the line when it comes to fuck I a can risk. guarantee you that, that I'd love to have a small air, airplane powered by a Toyota or a Honda engine. Me too. Thanks for I the call tonight, that. Dan. Appreciate hearing from you. Uh, thank you. 800-259-9231. You mentioned GPS guiding and that kind of thing. And this that's a heck of a lot easier to do in a uh, in an airplane. I mean, th- they have autopilot today. Right. It's, it's up, <laughs> over, down. It, it essentially all they have to do is take care of take off and landing. Right. Um and avoiding colliding with other uh, vehicles. Come right? on. I mean, it's, it's it, that's that's pretty minimal. Um the, the likelihood of mid-air collision is significantly less than uh, what you're talking about for, you know, on-ground collision yes. because you're you're traveling in different planes and that I kind agree. of thing. By planes I mean you're di- different saying, levels, different heights, different a- um, alti- altitudes. Right. But um w- when you're looking at these things, you know, I would think that some of the manual uh, um, you know, mo- a great deal of the 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 driving, the manual driving of uh-huh. it, would be taken away because it would be safer for the companies um, from Insurance a lawsuit would, standpo- yeah. standpoint to you know the, the company that has the the one with the autopilot. Well, they'll be um, you know they'll be rewarded by the marketplace and the company that has just the manual one where you can yeah. put your teenager in and he can do loop de loos and then end up crashing into somebody's <laughs> house. Well, that company's probably going to get sued because they're going to say a jury's going to say, "Are you kidding me? You could have had a, an autopilot in there and you didn't." Well, plus, what does the insurance company want to do? I mean, the the the, um, the company that's insuring these uh, vehicles, these I don't know if that's the right term, these uh, flying cars, is going to want to be much more interested in insuring the ones that are autopiloted. And computer-guided, as opposed to the one with a fallible human behind it. Of course, if the programming's wrong on the computer, then we could have some real problems. More coming up. It's Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live, your show. You take control of the airwaves toll-free at 800-259-9231, the SACL CAI toll-free line. It is Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site are free, so enjoy those on us. Uh, again, that's freetalklive.com, and those features include, well, I don't know if it's really a feature, but it's the survey. We need your help. Uh, Mark, there's a situation that's come up where, because of the nature of the Internet, because of the nature of those who are most willing to go and fill out an online survey, the surveying that we've done in the past for demographic reasons has shown our listenership in the younger demos as perhaps being a little bit higher than it might actually Probably be. Probably weighted young um, simply because of the people that are willing to respond and the access of younger people to uh, the Internet. So, so we need your help, uh, if, specifically if you're one of our listeners that's over the age of 25. Because you're less likely to actually go and do what we're asking you to do. We have to specifically request that you go and do it. Uh, we need you to go to survey.freetalklive.com, and you don't have to answer the whole thing if you don't feel like it. At the very least, you should answer the question about your age and sex. Is that right, Mark? Uh, that's questions. correct. Two questions right there at the top, survey.freetalklive.com. You can answer it has the race on there. I don't even answer racial questions yeah. uh, on my marriage certificate from it's the government. It's not our survey. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, it's the I'm business race. It's the folks over at uh, wizard.tv. Uh, uh, I believe there? so, yeah. And so they're kind of collecting some statistics for us because they're trying to market the show from a uh, podcast perspective. And so head over to survey.freetalklive.com if you're over 25. Uh, I mean, if you're under 25, we can't stop you from going, but we've got a lot of you guys that have already done it. So 25 and older, please go to survey.freetalklive.com. Take uh, less than a minute and answer those first two questions. It would be much appreciated. I know, uh, Mark, you would really appreciate this uh, from a sales perspective, uh, trying to get certain clients on board who – cannot purchase advertising 
if they believe that the uh, percent, a certain percentage of the audience is under a certain age because it's of some law. federal regulations. So we're trying to help out those advertisers at survey.freetalklive.com or potential advertisers, I guess. We go to your phone calls about whatever you want, and still to come, uh, we'll find out what one cop did to serve and protect a pregnant woman. But first, we go to Randy in Texas. Randy, you're on Free Talk Live. Huh, how's it going? Hey, Randy, what's on your mind? I wanted to bring up that issue of the uh, passport. I know we're beating a dead horse, and you're probably right. We'll never see it. But this isn't really an issue. The birth certificate of uh, Obama. Obama, sorry. Y'all were just talking about a few minutes ago. That's right. Yes, sir. It's a – I don't see it as an issue of innocent uh, or – yeah, innocent until proven guilty. This is just a requirement, and it seems very simple to prove that you are uh, within the requirement. I mean, I have to – I've had to do this before for what is a passport, my social security card, and um, it, it wasn't like, yeah, you can go ahead and come on through. We believe that you are who you say you are. They they just check it. It's not a, it's not a uh, um, proven right. He's opting in to this little system called the election, and so he has to play well, by certain rules. I wouldn't disagree. I would not disagree that there should be um, for for president to throw your hat in the ring, whatever whatever paperwork you fill out from the government to do just that. That there should be a you know a requirement to show your birth certificate at that time. However, I don't think that Barack Obama, from you know a a, a sort of common law standpoint, should be required to do that when everybody else was not. Do you understand what I'm saying? Uh, yeah. Uh, well, we don't know that, though, do we? I mean, well, see, if, that's, that's we, the problem is in this case with Berg. We don't know what they proved or didn't prove with anybody. So what Berg has done, or what did I say, Nick Berg, sorry about that, Philip Berg, he wants to know exactly what what Obama did to prove that he actually is an American citizen with, with his birth certificate. It, it seems very simple. I mean, it you know, this doesn't even seem like it should even have made it to as high as it's gone. You just show a birth certificate and you're done, you know, and just, I, I don't, I, you know. However, I've been following this, I've been following this for quite a while, and, you know, I don't know. I'm, I've been on the fence several times where I'll go towards, um, I'll, I'll, I will fall on Obama's side, believing that he probably did prove what he said he proved. But at other times when I'll read, I, I can't find out. So my, from my standpoint, it, it seems like this should be real simple. And since I, it's going I, so difficult, that something's fishy here. I agree. Uh, that sure. I, it, Entirely, I agree that things are fishy. I think that uh, when, when you're looking at this, if, if it was me, I'd say, look, here's my birth certificate. Shut up. Leave me alone. I'm going to be president. Um, you know, like that, that would it would be that simple. And that's what likely you would do, too. Right. Right, exactly. And he's not doing that, and that makes me suspect him. However, uh, you know, I like Ian says, at this point, I don't really care one way or the other. I haven't got a horse in this race. It doesn't matter to me whether Obama or Joe Biden are, are the president, and it's going to be one of those two. Even if they prove um, Obama's, uh, you know, not eligible, then it's Joe Biden. Yippee! Right. Well, how many of the yeah, how many of the conservatives better. that are how many how many of the conservatives that are spending so many brain cycles uh, being concerned over this are going to actually like let's say that the Supreme Court backs up Obama or whatever I don't know how it's all going to play out I haven't really been paying close attention to it beyond the few phone calls we've gotten but let's say that the the state backs up Obama and he gets gets into office and yet 
everybody, it's still fishy. Nothing's ever really been proven. It's still up in the air as far as most of the uh, conservatives that find this a, an important issue are concerned with. How many of those conservatives are actually going to say, you know what, this guy's not my president. He won't prove his uh, birth certificate, so I'm not going to pay income taxes anymore. <laughs> I mean, how many of them are actually going to do anything about this? Right. They might keep their yeah, McCain right. sticker on their, bu- the, on their bumper, and that's it. Right, well, so. in the in this case, that's pretty much the argument, though, that Berg, when I've hear, heard him interviewed, is to fight this before he ever gets into office, because once he gets into office, it's a lost case. Yeah, so I agree. He, he's tried to elevate this at, at every turn he can. And uh, even if he wins, we all still lose. I mean, that's the uh, you know that's the sad part of this whole story. Even if he comes out the victor and you know, they throw Obama out on his butt. Uh, it doesn't change one thing about the way business will be done there in Washington, D.C., and that's why I find this all to be just a big waste of uh, of people's time and effort. But I understand where they're coming from. I understand that they want to feel like, you know, these people that are uh, the conservative types, they, they want to feel like the Constitution matters. They want to feel like uh, the, the system is still valid. They want to feel like the state is, you know, still something that can be salvaged. And they're just wrong. I mean, the, the whole system is screwed. They don't give a flip about the Constitution. And these guys should know it by now. I mean, if they were paying attention to what their own buddies did, the uh, Bush administration, they'd have some idea. But they apparently are blinded by uh, their – their oh, what's what's the term for, uh, that uh, I'm looking for? Cognitive – no, not No, cognitive it's uh, uh, confirmation bias. Confirmation bias. So thank you for the call tonight. Appreciate it. So I understand where you're coming from. I mean, I at one time was into the Constitution, thought it was important thought that it mattered, but the people in Washington, D.C. don't really think it matters. No, nope, they don't seem to. Yeah, so hopefully this will make that more clear to the uh, conservative people that are very, very upset about this. Hopefully uh, that's the way this will come out. Maybe it will come out in a very anti-constitutional fashion and some people will wake up because uh, Washington, D.C., both Republicans and Democrats could give a flip about what that old piece of parchment says. After all, they didn't sign it, did they? In fact, I've heard people say the Constitution's unsigned. Is that true? Unsigned? Yeah, I don't know if that's true or not. I I don't know that there is anything signed. I know the Declaration Declaration was signed. Certainly. uh, I don't know. Let's go to your phone calls. Amp line unscreened. Who's this? Alex from New Jersey. Alex, what's on your mind tonight? Well, I'm uh, taking a girl out to lunch today. And uh, I heard you were talking about that before. You're taking her out tomorrow. uh, It's not lunchtime. Well, no, no, no. Uh, Sorry, tomorrow, gotcha. Saturday. And um, the question is, do I pay for her lunch? You been, have you invited her? Place and we're not getting into a serious relationship. Hold do on I just a second. Pay for her lunch? I missed the, 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 the first thing you said. Um, Ian asked something, and then uh, you said something. So what did you just say? I'm taking a girl out to lunch tomorrow. I got that part. What's, what are these caveats, these, uh, the criteria, the ground rules that you just mentioned? Not getting not, into a serious we're relationship. We're not dating. What? We're not in a relationship. Okay. It's just uh, us talking. I'm going to be sharing political beliefs, etc. And she's very interested in them. Uh, now, besides, the question po- is, should I pay for her lunch? Hold on. Uh, so is this a uh, is this some kind of discipleship meeting where you're trying to convert her into a libertarian, or do you want to hump her? Both. Uh, both. <laughs> okay, great. Um, uh, Did you invite, you invite her? I uh, actually, it was kind of a mutual thing. She asked me. Mm. She asked you. Pretty much. Yeah. Hmm. Pretty much, she kind of mutual. She pretty much asked you, how'd this go down? Well, we were just talking online, and uh, I was talking about, um, she's a big Ayn Rand person, and I was talking about objectivism, philosophy of liberty, and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And uh, she said that uh, she'd like to go to this place called Chimney Rock. And uh, I said, all right. So I was uh, 
we uh, we set up a time and uh, wait, wait, wait. when so she we're, said we're she'd like to go to this place, this wait, is not a date, you see. Wait, wait a second. She said she'd uh, she'd she'd like to go to Chimney Rock. Did she say she'd like to go with you? Yes. Okay. So um, I'd like to go to Chimney Rock with you. Is kind of what, what she said. Yeah. That sounds like an invitation, like she invited you um, to me. I, I would say that uh, you know the answer to this is uh, it's it's relatively easy. You're not obligated to uh, pay for her way. But you should make sure you know up front, or she knows up front that you're not wait, going wait, to. Wait, wait, whoa, 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 whoa! You're not obligated. However, you're going to look like the big man. You're not going to look like a skinflint miser like my co-host. Um, if you just go <laughs> ahead and offer to pay for a meal, you know, just act, act like it's no big deal. Grab the meal. You'll look like a big man. Do that. There you go. Thanks, Alex. Good luck. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. Hour three coming up. You wouldn't buy. This program is brought to you by Freekeen.com. Freekeen.com features audio, video, and blogs chronicling the transition to a voluntary society. Freekeen.com also has comments and discussion forums so you can be heard. Freekeen.com. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show. If you want to take control of the airwaves, you may at 800-259-9231. Just dial that toll-free number brought to you by SACL CAI. We'll get you on the air and you can talk about virtually anything. 1-800-259-9231. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com. Those other talk show hosts, they want to charge you for accessing their sites. Ours is free, so enjoy on us. Again, freetalklive.com. Oh, and uh, big news in the world of uh, talk radio. little talk and shop here for a moment, and then we'll get to some of the awful police stories that we have for you. been sort of saving them up. Bill O'Reilly's throwing in the towel. Yep, yeah, he's out of there. Yep, so... Uh, this There's been good, rumblings about this for a while. This is good news for Free Talk Live because Bill O'Reilly had hundreds of affiliates. I mean, the credit, credit to the guy and he his... He was on at a different time. Um, yes, so. however, a, a number of the O'Reilly affiliates were not taking him live. Uh, for instance, if they were like Rush Limbaugh affiliates, they're taking Rush live and O'Reilly was in the same time slot, so they will delay was broadcast he? Bill O'Reilly to the evenings, for instance. So there are a number of stations out there that are running Bill O'Reilly in the evenings, weeknights, and if you happen to have one nearby you that you know about, give them a call. Talk to them. Say, hey, if you've talked to them before, we've asked you to go and go to localfact.freetalklive.com. That's localfaq.freetalklive.com to learn how to contact your local talk stations on behalf of Free Talk Live. So if you've done it before, this is a great time for a follow-up. If it's been a little while since you've talked to the program director at your local talk station, and if you know that they've got Bill O'Reilly on the station at nights, let them know that you'd appreciate hearing some live content instead of the you know stale old Bill O'Reilly shows because his show's gone first quarter of 2009 he's done for throwing in the towel like most of the uh, television personalities these prima donnas uh, from the world of television that just can't hack it uh, in the radio world you know they always have their excuses as to why they don't want to keep doing radio I've got another comedy tour coming up or I'm gonna go back on my television show or focus on my TV career it's, all, it's generally TV I mean. You know they, yeah. they 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 get doing the both of them, and then they say to themselves, "Well, TV's um, more, more important, more important, yeah. more influential, more prestigious." I think that's really it. It's more prestigious, um, but yeah. you know, whatever. If you consider it more prestigious, radio has far far bigger reach. Absolutely. So uh, so it's good news for us because he's going away. That means new opportunities for Free Talk Live. So uh, if you've got Bill O'Reilly on your local talk station, call him up. Tell him you want to hear Free Talk Live when old Bill O finally bloviates his last hour. 800-259-9231. That's the number for us. 
Mark, tell me what this cop did to serve and protect a pregnant woman. Where is this happening? Um, is well, this, it, this is from CNN.com, and it's uh, Massachusetts. Serving and protecting. Yep. That's what they do. A pregnant woman and her husband are rushing to the hospital in the breakdown lane of a Massachusetts highway. Breakdown lane. Important part of the story. Okay. Yeah, they don't like that too much. Yeah. The story comes from the Boston Globe. Yes, the couple was going fast. Yes, they're in the breakdown lane. Yes, she's pregnant. But the woman was in labor. There's a big traffic jam, and they're, cons- they're in-, in a considerable hurry for fairly obvious reasons. So they pull up behind a state trooper to ask for his help in getting to the hospital. Do they get his help? They do not. They get a ticket instead for $100 and have to wait while the cop finishes the ticket, and he is already oh, writing for someone else. And after this woman in labor and her husband have been uh, made to cool their heels and have been slapped with a $100 ticket, after all that... The trooper tops it off by asking Jennifer Davis, the woman in question, to prove that she's pregnant. <laughs> according to well, Jennifer let Davis, me push it out right here. <laughs> the, uh, the, according to Jennifer Davis, the trooper said, "What's under your jacket?" She said, uh, "My belly." <laughs> to which the trooper responded, "Okay, let's see it." Wow. She was wearing a jacket, it seems, and so perhaps this intrepid law enforcement officer thought she and her husband were stealing a very large beach ball or something. Anyway. Yeah, you get to wear jackets when it's cold in Massachusetts. Yeah. Jennifer did make it to the hospital with time to spare. And our purpose here is not to heap scorn on the particular trooper who ticketed and, um, and slowed not? down the humiliated woman. I would. Yeah. Um, while her contractions were three months, three minutes apart. Everybody gives Three the minutes cops. apart. My wife gave birth when her contractions were four minutes apart. Everybody wants to give the cops a break. I don't understand this. They need to be held to a higher standard, in my opinion. Just consider this a memo to the Massachusetts State Police. You ought to check your trooper's hats. One of them is wearing one that's a little too small. You remember that video we watched, Mark, with the, uh, it was like from the 1950s. I don't even remember who it was that, that turned us on to it, but it was some sort of uh, training video for, for police officers, for police officers. I think in California on how to give on, birth. On how to actually assist with giving birth. So clearly this guy wasn't interested in serving or protecting. He wanted to, uh, well, I mean, not serving or protecting the citizens. He's a he's, jerk. He's there to serve he and protect the state with more revenue. He's a revenue collector, a revenue enforcer. That's it and that's all. Yeah, he might do something occasionally to help somebody who's broken down on the side of the road. But th- their, their job is to primarily collect money for the state. I wonder what, what happened to, you know, obviously some people get into the uh, law enforcement realm to help people and this guy must have been telling himself that i mean right that that's what he said to himself when he got in maybe why, what happened to that why isn't he trying to help this woman who's pregnant uh, yeah that's a good question if there are cops that get in to help people and they sort of devolve into these authoritarian status how does that actually happen i don't know mark not all of them get in to help people some of them get in because well, they want to cause trouble and they get away with it here's one speculation i have on uh, on this is that crack some heads they stuff. were in um the break they were driving down the breakdown line yeah. They come across a copper who's writing out a uh, ticket. They must have been in the breakdown lane, too. So the cop, yeah. the cop probably said to himself, ha, caught one just by being here. Yeah. You know, and so he, he I guess, made a snap judgment ahead of time and then wouldn't uh, and then didn't look at the evidence to, to say, well, it's a pregnant lady. You know, I don't know. Looks like a real fool and a real jerk to me. No breaks for pregnant ladies here in Massachusetts. <laughs> Pay up, suckers. Yeah, in case you weren't having enough trouble uh, affording all of the things you need to afford when it comes to having a baby, like the hospital bills and the various different things you must buy, now you've got another hundred bucks you've got to pay to the state. And I wonder, how the, well, the judge, if they actually challenged this and they put, took it in front of the judge, do you think the judge would actually give him a break? He ought to if he's got any brain in his head. I wonder if they will. I wonder if they'll challenge it or if they'll just pay it to make it go away like most people do.
Anyway, 800-259-9231 is the toll-free number. We go to your phone calls, uh, unscreened call on the amp line. Who's this? This is the Christian Anarchist. Gene, what's on your mind tonight? Oh, I wanted to talk about the Obama birth certificate. Okay, everybody apparently wants to talk about this. Go ahead. (laughs) I don't, uh, like you, I don't think it really matters too much whether he was actually a citizen or not. I I personally think he probably is not, and that's why he's hiding it. Mm -hmm. But um, they've never bothered to uh, look at that Constitution document for such a long time (laughs) now that it really doesn't much matter. I thought the only thing George Bush ever said that I agreed with him was he talked about the Constitution and said it's nothing more than a GD piece of paper. And on that one, I have to agree with him because that's all it is. It's a piece of paper. It's a fiction. It's a, you know, it's an idea. Mm -hmm. And it was a great one at one time, but nobody pays any attention to it. So it has no more effect. And uh, so I think that if the people at the top really knew that Obama did not have the credentials when they ran him as the horse in this race, then I think that, and if it's true that the Supreme Court's going to step in and change the result of the election, I think that the only reason that that's going to happen is because they want to cause race riots. I mean, that's the only thing I can see. I think you uh, you're giving them far far too many uh, too too much credit. It, the people at top, whoever those might be, I don't think that there are people at um, at the top in that sense. I mean, Obama decided to run. Um, it, it, was it a good idea? I don't know, but you know, I don't think that there's anybody pulling Obama's strings on this. Well, I think there are. I mean, I think okay. there's somebody pulling everybody's strings. So you think that they, uh, so you think that the, uh, the the proposal is to to start race riots? Well, that's the only thing I could think of. If if this comes to pay, comes to uh, pass that the election gets overturned by the Supreme Court, which I think is kind of a stretch in itself. If those events occur, then I think that they occurred for a reason. I don't think it's just going to be an accident that uh, that the election could be uh, overturned by a, an order of the Supreme Court because I think too many people would have had knowledge that he doesn't have the credentials to run, and yet they still ran him anyway, which means that they had some other kind of an agenda. They would have known that this would have come out eventually. So the only agenda that I could see is that he's a black man or one-quarter black. He's not even really a black man, but he's got the support of the black people, and the only end result would be race riots. So that's, that's, that's what will be the end result if uh, they do overturn I hope you're wrong about that part, but it's interesting speculation. Gene, thank you for the call. 800-259-9231 is the SACL CAI toll-free line. OJ's on the line in Nebraska. We'll talk to him and take your calls about anything. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything. Just dial the toll-free number at 800-259-9231, the SACL CAI toll-free line, for you to bring up whatever you want. That's the point of the show. It is Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site, they're free, so enjoy those, including the archives. If you've missed a moment of the show, just click and download. They're right there on the front page of the website for your downloading convenience free at freetalklive.com. You know, we talk a lot about freedom here on Free Talk Live, and my first exposure to the concepts of liberty came from superhero comic books when I was a kid. 
Right now, Free Talk Live listeners can get an autographed set of Freedom Force comic books for only 10 bucks, shipping included. Check out the child-friendly superhero adventures of Minuteman, Liberty Lad, Manbot, and El Diablo, and the rest of the Freedom Force at comics.thundergodexpress.com. Or look for Liberty Lad at the Free Talk, on the Free Talk Live homepage. It's comics.thundergodexpress.com. I've got a set of these. I think they're great, and I've got them. I've got a set, another set signed, sitting away for Jack later. Very cool. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. We talked to OJ in Nebraska. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, OJ. Evening, gentlemen. Hey, what's on your mind? Oh, uh, well, I've been listening to the show on podcast for about a year. Excellent. And arbitration keeps coming up. Yes. And there is one thing that has occurred to me. Um, if you have a, a, a criminal, someone who has deliberately, intentionally harmed another person, mm-hmm. does this on a routine basis, what is their incentive to go to arbitration? It's a fine question. Uh, you know, you're, at, you're talking about a situation wherein the criminal would be consenting to the arbitration, wherein both parties would be consenting to the arbitration? Yes. Uh, you know, they probably wouldn't really want to go to arbitration, in which case, uh, you, you know, then essentially they become a, a social pariah, uh, at, you know, at that point, because they are not wanting to, uh, they're not wanting to defend themselves, they're not wanting to uh, to make a case to, you know, to essentially show people that they are not guilty, as people are accusing them of being. And, of course, if they're a violent criminal, then they're not going to be wanting to be seen by many people because they'll be probably shot on sight, uh, considering they're known as a, uh, a violent criminal. One could also make the argument that uh, if they are indeed violent, then they could be brought in against their will. And essentially, uh, th- th- there could be a system that doesn't necessarily involve consent on both parties' case if what you're talking about is somebody who's being accused of, of violence. I'm not sure how it, all, how it would all end up playing out. I think that there's a bunch of possibilities for how the marketplace would, uh, would handle that. But I think that, I think that uh, you know, if you're dealing with a, a situation where they could be brought in uh, against their will, then it wouldn't be a problem at all to have Bounty Hunter go out, find that person, bring them in, and subject them to some sort of uh, some sort of arbitration wherein if the people who are accusing that crimin- um, alleged criminal of the crime can prove that it's him, then uh, it'll be quite obvious uh, that it's him. He won't have much defense, even if he doesn't want to make a defense. Uh, he'll end up losing and possibly being locked up. So I, it's a, it's such a tough question to answer as far as how you can get people to uh, to consent to something like that. It would require a significant uh, level of people paying attention in the community and essentially ostracizing or you know not uh, letting this guy get away with it. Basically, I don't know if that even answered your question. Well, it sort of did. Um, I did have one idea. Uh, probably be a bit controversial. Um, I would think that someone who did not uh, consent to arbitration in those cases where it was a a forcible act um, or didn't go along with uh, what was decided by the arbiter uh, could be essentially declared to be an outlaw. Yeah. Yeah. And the, the effect of that would be that since, they refuse to abide by the law, and with, by the law, I'm talking about pretty much common law. Yes. You know, with, where there being some harm, since they won't abide by the law, uh, they enjoy no protection from the law. 
I agree with you. Uh, and that would kind of that that's a much better way of explaining what I was trying to explain in the beginning. The idea that they would essentially become a social pariah, and uh, it'd be fair fair game to take the guy out. I mean, if he's been there, probably be a bounty. That just... There could be a bounty. Uh, it could just simply be that people know this guy's dangerous, and that, yeah, yeah, certainly a bounty would really incentivize people to take care of the if problem. A, if a person um, enjoys no protection from the law, that means you can put a bounty on their head. You know. And have them executed, and uh, nothing's going to be done about it because he won't go to defend himself. I mean, if you've if you've if you've now, got I, an alibi and you can go and defend yourself, then why wouldn't you want to? I mean, the only reason you wouldn't want to go to arbitration to defend your uh, your good name is if you've got something uh, that if you've got something to hide. Otherwise, you hear that, Barack Obama? There you go. Exactly. Any other thoughts for us, OJ? Oh, just this is the first time I've called. I have been on the, the BBS before. Ooh, sorry about that. Uh, <laughs> I didn't exactly get a warm welcome there. <laughs> I'm one of those evil jackbooted thugs. Yeah. Oh, uh, I heard you, the radio going on in the background. I figured that's what was uh, what was happening. So you are a uh, uh, a law enforcement officer. I still like to think of myself as a peace officer. Oh, that's good to know. Now, all right, well, since we've since you've now revealed this information about yourself, I must ask, uh, why are you not yet a member of Law Enforcement Against Prohibition? I am. Uh, are you one of the anonymous secret members? Yes, I am. And what's it going to take to get you to come out of the closet? <laughs> so. Oh, I don't know. I, I think uh, as as laws change, as uh, our culture changes, uh, that'll most likely happen. Um, right now, it would be a tough environment for any any police officer that wants to do that. Do you feel like the uh, Do you feel like your uh, department would retaliate against you in some way? Not so much retaliate actively as passively. As in they won't give you a promotion ever, that kind of thing? That sort of thing, yes. Gotcha. And probably just take a closer look at everything performance in general, Mm. yes. It's so sad that you guys have to be scared of, of things like that. And, I mean, I understand where you're coming from. It's the number one reason why cops do not want to uh, join law enforcement against prohibition. They're scared of the potential consequences. Well, I'm glad he joined, uh, even if he joined anonymously. Right. I mean, I mean publicly, yes. Yeah, that, that's one, another thing that I've noticed. You, you continually refer to there only being one or two uh, police officers that are active police officers that are members of, of LEAP. Um, it's actually only, only one. It only be one or two public active duty members. Good point. Uh, I'm pretty sure there's plenty that uh, that are anonymous. I bet you're probably right about that. But as far as I'm concerned, if I can't see who they are, then they don't really they don't really count to me. You count because you've told us who you are, and and to some extent, uh, you've admitted it. So that's good. But there, as I understand it, there's only one man in the entire 48 uh, in the entire country. That is uh, is an active member, and that is Bradley Jardis uh, here in New Hampshire, and and indeed he has experienced some fallout uh, in the department from his his honesty about what he he believes. However, I have to give the the guy credit for having you know the the courage to go and do that against whatever might befell him, uh, befall him for doing so. So uh, so I hope that at some point you decide to uh, to to join him because I think that if more people were to do that, who are law enforcement officers or peace officers, would actually come out of the closet as uh, being against uh, drug prohibition. It would it would encourage more of them to change their status to out in the open, and then we might have a sea change. I think it's possible, and but it's going to take the second, the third, the fourth. 
and the fifth person to get to 10 to 20 and 25. And OJ calls back sometime when you've got more uh, as far as comments from your perspective on the issues. Always love to hear from people uh, inside the system. Thank you for the call tonight. 800-259-9231. And especially interesting hearing a law enforcement officer open to the ideas of market justice. This is Free Talk Live. One of the bonuses you'll get as a Free Talk Live amplifier is access to our classic archives. For just $3 a month, you can become an amplifier, and you'll help us get on more radio stations and MP3 players. Get the details at amp.freetalklive.com. That's amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show, and you can bring up anything toll-free at 800-259-9231. That is the Sickle CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. Join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features are completely free, so enjoy those on us. And those features uh, include the wiki, over 1,800 pages created by listeners like you. Just go to wiki.freetalklive.com to get interactive. W-I-K-I, wiki freetalklive.com And if you love liberty, then check out Bureaucrash Social. It's the place for you to connect with freedom fighters from around the world. At Bureaucrash Social, you can share your ideas, obtain resources, and document your activism, as well as find awesome videos and pictures uploaded by other crashers. Go to Bureaucrash.com to learn more and get involved. It's free. That's Bureaucrash.com. I have to say, I like Bureaucrash Social. Uh, I'm not somebody that's uh, that makes a habit of spending a lot of time on these social networking websites, but I have to say, I've been spending some time over at Bureaucrash Social. I mean, it's just a completely... The entirety of the people there are liberty-oriented. It's yeah. not like MySpace or Facebook, where it's everybody in the world. These are self-selected liberty people all hanging out on the same social networking site. I, Very cool. I, often, I'm tuned into the uh, the Free Talk Live uh, page or whatever. Not, mm-hmm. not the Free Talk... Yeah, the Free the Talk group? Live. The, actually, the Free State Project is what I was going to point out. I am um, in, in both of those groups there. But the Free State Project one uh, uh, interests me more, and Secession Now. There's another one just oh, for really? Secession. And I obviously want to get everybody who's in for Secession Now, I want to get them to join the Free State Project. Yeah. As far as I'm concerned, if you're moving to Oregon to succeed, secede, excuse me, you just don't know what you're doing. <laughs> I mean, yes, Oregon, uh, there's, there's a portion of Southern Oregon and Northern California that want to secede into the state of Jackson so that they can be the 51st state. Mm, uh, you know, that's, that's not no Secession. <laughs> no. Sorry. I you know, so if they're for secession, I, I think that the, uh, the the most likely place to me seems to be New Hampshire. By the way, I checked it out earlier, was was wondering if the Constitution was signed, and it is. I did look uh, fourth page of the Constitution. There are some signatures there, but they're all dead, so nobody who's <laughs> alive today has signed the Constitution. 1-800-259-9231. We'll continue to the AMP lines, uh, where we'll talk to Paul in California. Paul, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark. Hey, Ian and Mark. Hey, Paul. Paul from California here. What's on your mind? Yeah, the big news today was the OJ trial. Yeah, he I finally is going to jail, rather, apparently. Yeah, I just thought that was rather amusing. Now, now, let me get this straight here. A guy who thought that somebody else had property that belonged to him, so he went in there with some goons and some guns to take it back, right? Mm-hmm. Now, that's a terrible felony. He needs to go to prison, right? <laughs> but now, if, like the IRS says, hey, you've got some property that, you know, we think is yours, and we're going to take some goons and guns to take it and put you in a cage while we figure out whether we're right or not. That's called law enforcement. That's called legal. Uh, can yep. you, yeah, can you help me straighten? Can you help straighten that out? I, no, I don't, I don't no, quite can't. get that the, part. 
It's just legal thuggery. They are the monopoly on violence. They are the people calling themselves government, and they can use force with impunity. That's how it is. Yeah. Yeah, I'd like just uh, one, one more thing uh, sure. to let people know that uh, the, there's a fabulous YouTube video, uh, which is starts out with the Matrix and ends up in 16 minutes explaining the history of the world and why yeah, the real deal and what's going on, that the, 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 the world is actually one big farm. Uh, the guy's name is Stefan Molyneux. Uh, I think he's been a guest on your show. Yeah, I was raving and, about this particular uh, video last night. I saw it yesterday, and oh, I thought it was fantastic. It really uh, makes it crystal clear what's going on, uh, and that is that okay, slavery... Okay, I haven't heard last, last, year's, last night's download yet, so I guess you, you covered it. Great. Excellent. People can go to Freedomain Radio. Uh, I think it's freedomainradio.com to find that particular video. What, what's it called? It's like Statism is Dead Part 3. Statism is Dead Part 3. Yeah. The Matrix. Yep. And Good you can stuff. also get to it from his YouTube channel, YouTube uh, slash Stephbot, S-T-E-F-B-O-T. Yep. Good uh, stuff. It's good to go directly to his uh, free domain site. That's excellent. Stefan is a, a brilliant, brilliant philosopher and a, a, I think one of the greatest thinkers of our time. I, I think he's a really intelligent guy. Thanks for the call yeah, well, tonight. Great. Paul. I'm glad you guys are all talking it up. I'll, I'll look forward to hearing it uh, later. <laughs> Very good. Thank you for the call tonight. Appreciate it. 800-259-9231. Somebody emailed it to me, too. I Did you they, watch it? I haven't had, it's yet good. had the chance. It's good. Uh, as I pointed out last night, he basically breaks down the uh, the, the idea that, that, that anybody could possibly think we're free. And he points out that essentially slavery has just gotten more subtle over time. It's not nothing that's unfamiliar to listeners of this show. It's just he really boils it down in a, in a nice, like he was talking about, a 16-minute video package uh, with some nice vi- uh, visuals that make it really obvious what he's talking about. And points out that essentially we're all on a big plantation, and it's the farm essentially of the United States. They're extracting wealth from the slaves who don't even realize they're slaves anymore, which is, of course, the most right. beneficial, uh, beneficial position for the government to be in. This, and people that don't believe this, I mean, what is the purpose of a slave? It's to build wealth for the owner, the right? The master. Yeah. Well, what are we doing? I mean, you know, 50% of what we earn here in the United States, it's relatively easy to say that the average person pays 50% of their income in taxes, not just income tax, but all, all the kinds of taxes, all uh, property the tax yeah. and and gas tax and all this other stuff. 50% is a relatively easy number. That's a conservative number, I'd say. Uh, it, 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 I've heard people say numbers in like 75, uh, you know, and, and try to show me math on it. And, you know, it gets it gets a little more muddied at that point. But the rel- the, the average person can, can, can see 50% when they know how much there is going out in income tax. And then mm-hmm. they look at property taxes. And the fact that you pay rent is you're paying the property tax of the landlord. And, you know, all these other things. You start to include it. And it's like, yeah, I guess you're right. Well, I mean... If you've got somebody working for you and half the half of their dollars go to you, you're their master. The other half, they're just doing to live. That's well, right. you'd likely, if they were, if they were a slave, you'd be paying half the wealth that they produced for you, if not more, in just supporting them to keep the body going. You know. And that they try, the supporters of the master will try to tell you that, oh well, this is a free, the freest country in the world. You're free to leave. You can go anywhere you, you want. You can complain. In 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 any other country, you'd be shut down. Right, so because some of the uh, farms around the world are run a little bit differently, this is like the freest farm in the world, allegedly, and when you try to leave, you can, if you fill out the right papers and you beg master and you you know give master some more of your money, uh, he'll let you leave, but you're only going to be free to go to another farm where there's another master waiting for you. Right. 
So, I mean, you know, what freedom? A slave in the South wasn't free just because he got outside the borders of his uh, master's, uh, um, um, you know, property. There was another master right next door who would take him back or kill him or whatever. Yep. So there you have it. And that again, freedomainradio.com. Look for Statism is Dead Part 3, The Matrix. Definitely one to bookmark and share with some friends because it, it really just nails it down. You don't really need to watch Part 1, 2, or 4, but I went ahead and did those two. Anyway, 800-259-9231. And uh, sometimes the master's men get a little oh, excessive with their use of force. Those law enforcement officers, I'm sure O.J. is not one of these guys who we talked to a few a few moments ago. He's probably embarrassed to be in the ranks with these guys, the ones that shoot dogs. Oh, it's always dog shooters. NBCWashington.com, the Charles County Sheriff's Office, is helping pay for the treatment of a dog shot. This is unusual. Normally, they don't do anything like this. Normally, they barely even apologize for shooting a family dog, let alone pay to actually help take care of it. So that part, pretty uh, pretty unusual. Uh, anyway, they are Good. paying. I'm glad. Yep, they are helping pay for the treatment see, of a dog shot by a deputy in Maryland I, Thursday night. I can see, I, I can see the instance where a, a you know a police officer has to shoot a dog, but I've seen video where it happens, and uh, you know d- different videos. I'm not just talking about one video. No, yes, different videos where they catch them, and it's it it seems you know it, they're on their property. As far as I'm concerned, <laughs> you you shouldn't go onto someone else's property and shoot their dog. And sure, uh, you know that that's crazy. There was one where the, the folks were pulled over on the side of the road, the dog jumps out of the car, wagging its tail, comes up to the cop, and it gets a shotgun blast to the head. There's so many videos where it's clear that the cops aren't really in any danger, and wait till the dog, like, lunges at your foot or something like that and tries to grab a hold of you and kick it in the head. Or, there's There are steps you can take before having to blast its brains out. You don't have to go straight to deadly force because odds are good that dog's not going to be able to kill you by jumping and biting at you a little bit. And none of these dogs ever even have the chance to get close to bite at these cops. The dog comes running up, wagging its tail or running up, barking, and the cop believes his life is in danger, pulls the gun and shoots the dog. He probably understands that nothing will ever happen to him for it. Or he's some sick dog-hating weirdo that understands he can get away with shooting dogs and kind of gets his jollies out of it. But there's a little more to this story and uh, a few more corrupt cop stories as well. Maybe we'll throw in here in the remaining moments in your calls. If you get them, if you make them, it's Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves via the toll-free number. Even in these remaining moments, just enough time for your call if you make it now. It is Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site are completely free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that's freetalklive.com. If you like this show and you want to help support Free Talk Live, get your holiday shopping done and do it all over at amazon.freetalklive.com. When you enter Amazon through that link, Free Talk Live will get a percentage of your purchase. Whatever it is you're buying, whether it's new or used, 41 categories in which to shop, Get your shopping done at Amazon.FreeTalkLive.com, and you'll feel great because you've got all your – you've just got your holiday shopping taken care of. You didn't have to go and deal with the stores and the lines and the parking lots and all the other nonsense that you'd have to deal with if you went to the mall, for instance. And you probably saved some money as well because Amazon's got some great prices. Plus, you might feel more secure in your buying decisions considering you get to read reviews of the items you're looking at before you purchase them. Amazon.freetalklive.com, and the best, course, part for us is that we get a percentage when you enter through Amazon.freetalklive.com. Not only did the Charles County Sheriff's Office uh, de- deputy shoot a dog recently in Waldorf, Maryland, 
They also did it in front of the kids. A family's dog was outside the how, uh, their house, family said. Two children were watching at the time, including a two-year-old who was a foot away from the dog when it was shot. Which, you ever fired a handgun before? It's loud. Not too accurate either. Mm. Not sure how far this guy was away from that dog, but the baby was only a foot away from the dog. If he just jerked the gun over a little or hadn't been spot on with his shooting, you might have a dead baby on your hands. Nonetheless, uh, deputies from the uh, sheriff's office had arrived at the house around 7 o'clock to serve legal papers to a resident who no longer lived at the address. The homeowner said deputies asked her to put her two-year-old sheepdog, Dixie, inside the house while they sorted things out. The homeowner complied, but her two-year-old niece then pushed the door open a short time later. Dixie came running out. You know how dogs are. They like to see visitors wag their tail and stuff. Sheepdog. Don't think a sheepdog is too dangerous of a of a of a beast. Not exactly a Doberman Pinscher or anything. Well, it's 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 not the one that's most likely to bite, I guess. The is it fam- English sheepdog? Uh, doesn't say. Okay. The family could not. So so pushed open uh, the door. Dixie came running out. Deputy then then shot the dog, according to the homeowner's sister. The family couldn't afford to pay for the treatment and told the vet to put her down. But the sheriff's office stepped in to help the family with the vet bills. That part is the unusual part in this story. That's nice. The deputy opened fire because he felt threatened, according to the spokes bureaucrat for the sheriff's office. She said the officer used force only after the charge, the dog charged at him. The sheriff's office released the following statement. When our officers arrived at the home, they asked the homeowner to secure the dog, which she did. The officers took extra care to conduct their police business outside the home. It's unfortunate that the accidental release of the dog when a child opened the door resulted in a situation where an officer felt his safety was threatened. You know, um, it's... I think that there's varying degrees on this uh, this dog shooting incident. Obviously, if you've got uh, what what appears to be a vicious dog coming after you, yeah. I don't have a problem with that. Um, I it, do. I have a problem with shooting it because it's not likely going to cause you to die if it does sink its teeth into you. What would be more appropriate, in my opinion, is to pull the pepper spray or the taser or well, something like that. If they've got that, that, I mean, that, that would be great. Well, cops usually have some alternative form of defense beyond just the pistol, whether it's a, a, a billy club or taser or whatever, mace, they've got something in that little belt of tools of theirs. So I feel like they're jumping the gun on uh, in, in all of these instances. I feel it's completely unnecessary. Well, um, that's, that's okay, that's your opinion. Here's yes. mine. Um, that there's varying degrees on this one. That uh, the, you know, the, the, first you've got the public property uh, area, then you've got the private property area, then you've got the interior of the house area, and that as, they, as the police progress towards these areas, that they become less and less uh, justified in the way that they, you know, in, in shooting the animal. Now, I think that the most egregious is when they bust into a house, house uh, for a drug raid and then shoot the dog immediately. That seems to be how that goes. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm wondering when they're going to start shooting cats. Um, you know, when you're out... <laughs> when you're out... <laughs> when, when they're out on the road and, and then some dog comes up, I, I suppose it makes <laughs> yeah. more sense. I'm with shooting you on the, a cat. I'm waiting for that day where the cop says, I felt threatened. The cat was threatening me. I, I think that obviously pepper spray would, would be a better alternative. However, sometimes you're a little more quick to pull the one than the other. I, I can see some of these incidents, uh, but there's just a lot of dog shooting going on with the police. And people love their dogs. They love them like children. And in some um, cases, people are, uh, you know, look at, look at animals as even more saintly than humans. Mm-hmm. So this is going to be really bad PR for police. 
Well, and good on the sheriff's department for paying for it. That's the first time I've ever, in the history of the show, reading all kinds of stories about dogs being shot over all these years we've been doing Free Talk Live. First time I've ever heard of a sheriff's department actually doing something to make good on that. Usually it's just, well, we were justified. Your dog ran after us. I was scared. Anytime I'm scared, I get to shoot. That's what, that's what they told me. I could shoot if I'm scared. <laughs> that's what they always say. I was so frightened that dog was going to do something to me. Dogs. I'm sure, that, uh, I'm sure that his, uh, his police cohorts are saying, huh, sheepdog, hmm, you're a real brave <laughs> guy, huh? Let's continue with your phone calls. Uh, Dan is on the line in Indiana. Dan, you're on Free Talk Live. Oh, uh, thanks for having me on, hey, gentlemen. Dan. I really appreciate it. What's on your mind? I wanted to tell you about something that I was reading on uh, Free Keen's uh, forum. I thought it was just excellent, uh, gentleman that was wanting to uh, have a cannabis protest. Yes. And I I posted something on the the uh, on the site, and I didn't know if you'd gotten a chance to look at it or not. But basically, we wanted to have two kinds of people: folks that had the the fake stuff, and folks that had the real stuff, and just drive the uh, bacon brigade just nuts. Oh, I love this I, idea. It's yeah, uh, you, you like that? Yeah, you, yeah. Um, you're talking about where you would basically mix together people with tobacco or clove cigarettes, mm-hmm. like hand rolled, yeah. so yeah, they look are, like joints. And yeah, those are the jokers, and then you'd have the, the jokers and the tokers. The jokers would, <laughs> would light up first. <laughs> you like that? Yeah. <laughs> Came out of my rotten head. <laughs> That's good stuff. Why aren't you here yet, Dan? That sounds like fun. Um, you should get involved um, in that. Oh yeah, you know what? I, uh, right now it's just a matter of finances, but uh, Great. I'm shooting for the spring and stuff. I'll be up there. I don't care if I freeze my behind off. That is fantastic. I, I do, I've done a lot for liberty. Now the protest that you've called years. about is uh, is a little different than what you're proposing. I love your proposal, and it's something that we've been tooling around with here too, talking about doing a little bit later. Yeah, uh, can, mm-hmm. But this guy's protest is a little different, and I have to say it's pretty powerful. Uh, what you're talking about is a gentleman who lives in Manchester at this time. He has actually chosen to do his marijuana protest here in Keene, which I think is it, it's quite an honor that he would choose to travel in order to do this protest. Uh, but he's essentially, he doesn't smoke marijuana. So what not, he's no. doing is he's putting his freedom on the line when he doesn't even have, uh, you know, a, a dog in the race, so to speak. He doesn't even have anything to really gain beyond ending the war on drugs, which of course will keep everybody safer. So I yeah. guess there is a little, little to gain. But he's really putting it on the line. And he, what he's going to do is he's going to show up in public and essentially hold a piece of marijuana out in his hand and basically be uh, guilty of possessing marijuana. And he's going to announce in advance that it's not his intent to smoke the marijuana. He doesn't smoke marijuana. He just wants to hold it to show how asinine the uh, the war on drugs is. I have to say it's a really original idea for a marijuana protest, and it's going to be really interesting Um, to see what happens. I'd like to to also add, uh, uh, nobody goes and and tells the cops ahead of time, and nobody sends out... A press release saying, "Look, you guys show up. You're going to get recorded. That's going to make a bunch of them not want to show up in the first place. And you're not going to have these overwhelming horde of these these agents of uh, destruction, these pork rangers. I like to call them, well. among other nasty things." <laughs> <laughs> Well, they they didn't show up at the flag burn, and they could have. I think that police officers in uh, Keene, New Hampshire, probably have a pretty good idea that if they uh, go to anything that has anything to do with the Free State Project or Free State Project members or liberty activism, that that they're likely to get recorded. Right, right, Mark. But I'm saying if you let everybody know ahead of time, have a few guys with T-shirts on saying you are being recorded. If you showed up, you're on camera. And just let them know so that they can't come, you know, if, if later on there's something going on in court, you know, God forbid anybody gets dragged into court. But they say, hey, there was there was already the presumption that you were being recorded. So so you know don't 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 even think about trying to 
put your hand in front of the camera or say, get the camera out of my face. Yep, all good or any points. Other nonsense. You guys can, can, can just knock one of their legs out from under them. Because, you know, I've, I've noticed, and I've, I've been an activist for a very, very long time. I'm in my late 40s, and I've been, I've, you know, I've been a libertarian since I was a kid, pretty much. But, but I've just noticed just from, from learning things here and there that, that if you, if, you know, if you just, you know, get that thing out of the way and stuff like that. Yep, I think put them on notice, let them know what to expect, and yeah, it's going to be yeah. very interesting. I thank you for bringing that up tonight, and Dan, thanks for the call. Look forward to seeing you in okay. New Hampshire. Let's go quickly to the amp line. Who's this? You're on the air. Hey, and it's Chris, hey, Chris. Uh, from Austin. You're on. What's on your mind? I to the show tonight, but I just wanted to remind everybody to raise their glasses and celebrate the 75th anniversary of the repeal of Prohibition. Hey, that's a good point. I'll be sure to have a drink tonight as a result of that. I didn't even think to mention that. I saw the stories 75 years since they got rid of a really bad idea. Unfortunately, they uh, started it up again, the realm of drug prohibition in the well, 1960s. maybe we'll get the second one. Maybe we will be able to toast that someday, and I look forward to it. And it'll probably happen here in New Hampshire before it happens anywhere else. I thank you for the call tonight. It has been Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us for tomorrow's show, the special live Saturday edition. We'll see you then online in the meantime time at freetalklive.com. DVD, books, music, instruments, periodicals, computers, software, electronics, photo, cell phone, office product, home and garden, bed and bath, furniture, kitchen, pet supply, automotive, hardware, apparel, shoes, jewelry, grocery, healthcare, sports and outdoors, toys, games, used and more. It's a department store at your fingertips. Amazon.freetalklive.com. Get all your shopping done, a great deal, delivery to your door, and a percentage of your purchase will go to Free Talk Live when you enter Amazon through Amazon.freetalklive.com.